Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is April 2nd, 2023. Welcome to Fightful, our WrestleMania Night 2 review. Oh, boy, we've got a lot to talk about. Some good, some bad, some kind of both. We've got Will Washington here. He's the host of Grapsity every Saturday, along with Righteous Reg and Phil. And he's the host of Day After Dynamite over uh, on Thursdays. Also, Ask Grapsity on Fightful Select. We'll brag about FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, a little bit later. Will, how you doing? Uh, I'm going to tell everybody an important lesson that I once learned from the movie Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. And it goes, <clears throat> give up hope. Dreams are for suckers. It's true. Um that was the first movie I was not allowed to watch after I had started watching it. My aunt, who was who was notoriously known throughout my family as not being one to follow rules, walked in about three minutes, hit the eject button, and said, I am sorry, boys. I cannot allow this. Um, <laughs> uh, well, that movie has a notorious story with uh, with me and my buddy, for those who know my, my good pal, Theron Reynolds. Uh, there was one time where... Uh, he had had that movie in his backpack for whatever reason. And we had the substitute teacher in uh, in health class in the ninth grade. And 
she didn't know what to do. And so she's like, do you guys want to like watch a movie or something? And so she like wheels the, the TV into the classroom with VCR and all of that. And Theron goes, yeah, I brought a movie with me. And she's like, what is it? And he goes, oh, it's just a movie. Everybody's seen it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and so he throws Don't Be a Minute to South Central oh, in no. the VCR. But here's the funny thing. That teacher completely checked out. She's like, whatever. And like, just kicked back, was not paying attention. And we watched the Don't Be a Menace in ninth grade health class the entire period. It was That's great. unreal. Well, I wish my aunt would have walked in and hit the eject button about three minutes before this show ended so I could create my own ending. But we will talk about that later. Guys, if you're watching Fightful for the first time, you're in for a treat. We're the top newsbreakers in the game, and we are here every single night. Uh, with post-show reviews, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, ROH, Impact, Rampage. We have them all covered. And we're here after every pay-per-view. We've got news shows every week between myself, uh, Will, Jeremy, and a lot of others. And we have tons of exclusive interviews over on FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. I know some of you are like, pay for wrestling news? Ugh. But we're breaking, like, quite frankly, over half the exclusive wrestling news that comes from uh, sites like ours. It's coming from Fightful Select. And as you've seen... And uh, with from- details, by the way. I just yeah. want to make sure that um, when when we talk about the difference between us and anybody else doing this, mind you, because we've got certain people out there who will post like a GIF and then be like, see, oh, sure. I reported this first. Or like something extremely vague. And they're like, see, we had this way before Fightful Select. But the thing is, guys... That's not reporting. That's just hinting vaguely at stuff you know. But like what you don't know and you're throwing darts (laughs) at a wall. Like, I don't know, posting gifs of every single person that is out with an injury for when they come back. Yeah. Like and and here's here's the reality. If we don't break the news, we're getting details on it. That's why I want as many people in this news breaking game as possible, because I can follow up with the best of them. And we did that today, Will. Because CNBC reported that WWE is selling to Endeavor. And literally yesterday I said, (laughs) this is WWE saying, look what you can buy. Uh, Endeavor, which owns the UFC, looks like it is buying WWE. Um, This is shocking. We have an insane amount of details, internal reactions. Uh, all that stuff on FightfulSelect.com. Just $5 a month gets you hundreds of exclusive re- re- news wrestling stories every month and about 40 podcasts as well. Just $5. And you best believe, as soon as this show is over, I'm working on a how, why, and WTF of that finish. I've already got a bunch of people in my inbox. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I have... Fightful. FightfulSelect.com, by the way, we had the rundown uh, for the show this morning. Uh, That ended up being the way it was. We got a ton of backstage news as well. And uh, unfortunately, news on on, uh, Shane McMahon's injury as well. But, oh, brother. I've heard from a few wrestlers tonight who are just flabbergasted. Uh, And it's it's been... (sighs) I think even uh, just a lot of people are feeling like at what point do does does the work not count anymore? <laughs> and yeah. uh here we are. Uh 
we're here another night of WrestleMania. I still think, look, I said last night was an all-timer. I believe that. I felt that last night. It was dang good. Um, yeah. And tonight, tonight was uh, not quite there. Not quite all the way there. There were some things that were out of WWE's control and then other things that yeah. were fully in their control. But uh, this was not quite what last night shaped up to be. Yeah, and uh, while this show is going on, I'll actively be working on a story about Cody Rhodes losing the main event to Roman Reigns. It'll be up on FightfulSelect.com. We'll talk about it some on this show as well. But that's the end of the show. Right now, if you're watching, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Please subscribe. Turn that notifications bell on. Uh, again, I think we do live broadcasts better than anybody. But uh, if you don't want to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, you don't want those great Q&As, the news shows, the exclusive news, all that stuff, you can donate a Super Chat. You can donate a Humper Chat here on YouTube.com slash Fightful or HumperChats.com. Humper Chats allow us to get questions or statements even before we go on the air. Uh, and our great moderator, Luis, will collect them like Jake Salazar saying, Will Washington, looks like Jake was right again. Three laughing emojis. Love you, Will. You're great. <laughs> Don't flock me. And Joey Bagadonut says, Will, Lean into the prisoner of the moment thing and be like Gorilla Monsoon and declare every recently completed mania the greatest of all time. I think this one kind of screwed itself over at the very, very end. I don't even think prisoner of the moment can do that. Yeah, I mean, look, I said it as one of the last things I said right before the finish was, or right before the the main event, I said, this show has some rough spots, but they can end it positively. And... Uh, you know what's interesting? That okay, we'll we'll get to that when we get to yeah. uh, the main event. I, I don't even want to harp on that so early on, but man, do I have some feelings on that main event? Whew. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Jake Truman says, "Really disappointed." La Knight never had his moment. He's got the opportunity to have more moments, but yeah, I really think a what? Yeah, what? Yeah, would have been pretty fun, and then a kick wham stunner. Oh, uh, we got to talk about look. Uh, Nick Khan and his statement that there's a ton of surprises planned for WrestleMania. Look, KSI, if what he, Pat McAfee, Shane. If that what Shane if that's, ACL. If that's what he meant by surprises, that man is Lyle Landley. That man sold the freaking monorail. monorail to Springfield. That is Nick Khan. Yeah. Um, and again, Nick Khan is very well regarded in the sports world. I can tell you that. People that I, I talked to uh, from Endeavor were very excited to, to have him involved with them moving forward. And when you look at the landscape of WWE and how they've maximized rev re revenue, you see why. Like, he's a powerhouse. He's a visionary. Like, he is a lot of the business end of what Vince McMahon kind of was in the 80s, uh, I feel. Uh, like, he, he's very smart about those things and applying sports in the right area where it needs to be applied. However, that was not a lot of surprises. There was no Austin. There was no Orton, as speculated. A lot, by the way, be sure you, you make you, – be careful where you get your news from. We included uh, Steve Austin, Randy Orton. Like, yeah, we hear speculation. It ain't confirmed. Uh, nothing like that. We, we could not confirm Randy Orton and Steve Austin were set for this show. We never reported that Gangrel was set for this show. We never reported that Christian Cage was set for this show. I don't know why, how anybody... <laughs> why in the hell did people think that an AEW wrestler 
was going to be on this show. An AEW wrestler, by the way, two years into his deal. Uh, so there's there's that. And an AEW wrestler promoted heavily for their Canadian tour coming up. He's all over their marketing. Uh, but so I do have questions, though. Questions about this Endeavor deal. Uh, sure. Because... Uh, I'm sure all of it will be answered as time goes on. Some of these are a little bit rhetorical because I don't think the answer exists in the moment. But thinking about WWE and how in the last five years, they've uh, built a very, very strong relationship with Saudi Arabia to the point of where a lot of people believed uh, that Saudi Arabia was the leading buyer for WWE. Um, however, thinking about Endeavor's history with Saudi Arabia, Endeavor actually gave a check back to Saudi Arabia um, and has chosen not to do business with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So I am very curious what this could possibly mean for that relationship. Um, I, I'm not sure. Um, I know that there was, what was the, the, it was like 2019 when that happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they're going, I mean, they're going back to Abu Dhabi at least, um, that that's going to be happening. Uh, so who they choose to do business with has been like, it's been hit or miss in a lot of situations. Um, and I was told that it's not necessarily off the table to continue that because um, it is already on the tape or it is already completed. Uh, that, that, at least that's what people in Endeavor claim to me. They don't think that it's necessarily off the table as of okay. yet, as we had in that report, but I guess we'll see, but we got lots of super chats, lots of Humper chats. We love hearing from you guys. And uh, we are the most interactive <laughs> podcast out there. Oh, boy. Gisberto hit me with the thumbnail. Here it is. Where is it? Well, let's get this thing uploaded. <laughs> Damn, bro. Uh, America's nightmare. <sighs> well, Let's go ahead and talk about this. Again, big thank you to Luis, who is uh, collecting the Super Chats. Daniel says, quick shout out for World Autism Awareness Day. Inclusiveness in this world is everything. Much love to Fightful for the great work. Yeah, Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, my sister is autistic. My wife works with special education uh, as well. So a big thank you for that. Uh, when I wrestled, uh, we would always, uh, myself and my tag team partner, always donated our earnings towards the Southern uh, Ohio Autism Project. So that's something very near and dear to my heart. So thank you for sending in that super chat. That means an awful lot to me. K775 says, we heard anything about uh, surprises or potential call-ups and announcements? Uh, I had heard a while back that they had, they were looking at Cameron Grimes. I heard he got like more jacked even during this time off. That's but a name he, I haven't heard in forever. I know. When he popped up on the SmackDown dark match, I asked about it and they said, well, we don't put NXT talent on SmackDown dark matches. They are only on uh, Raw, Dark Matches, and Main Event. I said, aight. Uh, as far as who's coming in, they're about to sell the company. There's a real good possibility they ain't hiring anybody. How long ago did I report that they were about to sign Authors of Pain? That was a while back. Name one hire this year. I can't think of one. Uh, SAS says, please tell me something big surely is going to happen at Raw after Mania, right? I had heard that they were hoping to maximize that as well. And I really, I continue to feel like they maximized pageantry of WrestleMania tonight as well. Uh, we will talk about Snoop Dogg being quick on his feet in a bit. But Adam Russo says, WWE will never stop being 
WWE. I will ask uh, Luis to take those and apply those super chats to the main event, which is clearly what that is about. Uh, Wombat in combat says, I don't think mania needs two nights. It's overkill. Tonight wasn't as good. I, well, I disagree with this. I prefer yeah, the two nights. I do. Too. They put 80,000 in the stadium, two straight nights. So they ain't going back anytime soon. <laughs> Right, and uh, so on Denise's channel um, and over on the uh, Amazon thing she was doing, we did a look back at all of the WrestleManias, and I just recently rewatched WrestleMania 35 uh, to review, and that was, of course, the last single-night WrestleMania. That show took forever, and the yeah. crowd is completely dead after Kofi Mania. And I re remember thinking after rewatching it, I thought, you know what? If... Kofi Mania was the main event of night one, and then we had a second night of WrestleMania. I think a lot of stuff on that show would have benefited from having a fresh, rested crowd that got something else uh, the next night. And so, no, I actually don't think they should ever go back. I think WrestleManias have, uh, it, it is what it is. It's a two night event now. I agree. I agree. It's a two-night event. I like it. The pacing is much better than one night, even with the breaks in between the matches. Like, I just, uh, like, seven, eight-hour things. Oh, boy. Uh, Jay Miller says, no Shotzi tank, nothing for Bobby or LA Knight. Demon loses. Cody doesn't finish story. Night two couldn't have gone worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they had the Shotzi tank there. They had the Bobby, the Andre trophy there. They brought it over there for an entrance, but uh didn't end up happening uh, i mean yeah we got the the bobby trophy and just the pose and that was it literally that was that's all we got i can't believe that like that you brought that over for that you gotta send bobby home i mean i'm sure he got his wrestlemania paycheck for that but nonetheless that's what you brought bobby lashley over for yeah we got uh what's a percentage wood saying with endeavor buying wwe do you foresee triple h staying in this role yes i do um, I think at least right now, and, and again, this is in our piece on FightfulSelect.com. There was a huge, like, eight-month period that WWE has shown we don't need Vince McMahon. And in fact, we're better in almost every facet without Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon was dragging the company down in so many different ways. So I think they should. And I think I wouldn't be surprised at all if Stephanie comes back. Not even one little bit. Zach Chimmel sends a super chat saying subscribe to Fightful Select. Thank you very much. And right now, if you want an even more angry review, Alex Pawlowski and Kate will be live and will probably be live well after us this time because, boy, do they got some bitching to do tonight. Uh, FightfulSelect.com. Again, you get like 40 shows a month as well. Whew. Well, we are finally into some uh, super chats about the matches. Brock Lesnar defeats Omos. This went about exactly how we thought it would go, Will, and anybody yes. that, that had any idea of how it would go. Brock beats Big Man with F5. This was quick and painless and also quite unnecessary, Will. <laughs> yes, uh, I had two thoughts here. I thought, one, better than I expected. Uh, sure. I, I, I mean, you know, Brock took a whole bunch of offense. Brock sells like a maniac and it's great stuff. Uh, and then he hits few German suplexes F five. We're out of here. Um, I had two thoughts. One, yes, better than I thought it was going to be. And my second thought was 
what are we doing here? Yeah. If you don't have like something major for Brock Lesnar, you don't have to do this. I don't think Brock's presence on this show made the difference in any business the company did for this show. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't feel like, like I, I can probably point to a few things that did. I think Logan Paul brought a lot of eyes to this show. I think that, uh, yesterday's show anyway. I think that uh, a, a lot of what Roman did also brought eyes to this show. But I feel like Brock was almost so uninvolved anyway that I don't know that having him here was worth what he was paid to do. I could probably have gone a WrestleMania without Brock. Yes. And um, it did feel like, especially this year's Mania, was like, well, this is who we got now. This is who we have now. And I'm completely fine with that because Brock can do what Brock's doing. He can do it till he's 50. Like, he'll yes. be all right. And I know Becky, Lita, and Trish won, but Becky is a current major star. You know, there was no Undertaker. There was no Steve Austin. There was no The Rock. There was no Triple H. There, there were a lot of, if there was no Vince McMahon coming out there and having a match, there were like, here's the new generation of, of talent as well. Well, there was a, a Shane McMahon, but boy, we'll get to it. Uh, L Milkman says, I'm amazed Brock picked up a big guy. I know that's the thing. So we saw him pick up a bigger guy 21 years ago in the big show. We yep. saw that, and he didn't win that match. <laughs> Big Show beat him for the world title. Yeah, but then after that, he like started F5-ing Big Show on the regular. There was this whole, like, can he F5 the Big Show going into Survivor Series? And then he did F5 him, lost, and then made it a regular thing of just like, hey, I can F5 the Big Show. It's great. And pretty much beat Big Show into oblivion. Famously, in, uh, they even had that stretcher match. Uh, not the stretcher match. What was it? The uh, Yeah, it was a stretcher match at uh, Judgment Day 2003. I want to say that was uh yeah and i just remember john cena when john cena hit the attitude adjustment on big show at mania and they had kind of blown their wad on that because they did it at tribute to the troops like four mm -hmm. months before that and i was like ah man i mean it was cool for the troops because that's back when they visited like overseas places but yeah this was like it was something we knew would happen Okay, Brock wins. That's cool. He got the hell out of town right afterwards. Alexander says, Mania 35 was the nail in the coffin for my interest in the WWE product. There in person, it was a slog after Kofi Bryan. Transit at 2 a.m. was a nightmare. Well, our buddy Matt Kuhn was dropping 150 bucks just to get out of there. He's paid some random guy 150 to get him out of there. Respect to that man. Uh, just making making it happen, but. Ronda Rousey and Shayna win the women's showcase. This was rough. Rough. Oh, this man. Especially, and I had a hunch uh, when the both matches were announced and we saw the teams in either one, I knew there was nothing that was going to disappoint about the men's match. But I had some concerns about the women's match. Uh, and those concerns were not unfounded. This this wasn't any good and uh it's incredible how much ronda has cooled off i'm thinking about how a year ago there was all this talk about how oh this is the right time to do becky lynch ronda rousey and then it was like uh it's still not the right time we could probably wait and four years ago was definitely the time to do becky lynch ronda rousey and we were told vince wants the triple threat we'll get to becky and ronda eventually and now we're at a point where 
I don't see a path to Becky and Rhonda that uh, where Rhonda feels like she's on Becky's level. And that's a shame that this is what we ended up with for Ronda Rousey, considering where she was previously. Well, this happened. Um, I I can tell you that Ronda Rousey was originally slated for a major world championship match as far back as November, December. And she said, no, I want a team with my best friend. And you know what? I respect that a little bit. I mean, even if it's not a title match, she said, this is what I want to do. I've competed in world title matches uh, at Mania and I want to do this. Uh, I, I wish they would have had Shotzi use the tank. They, they had her there. They had it there. Like have, I don't know, Natty come out on like some sort of power wheels with a cat or something like that. I don't know. Have them street race for pink <laughs> slips down the ramp. Do something. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy for Chelsea Green, stooge number one. For those of you who don't know the inside joke, she was uh, accused of leaking the info and had never spoken to me prior to that. And uh, as a result, she hit me up when she got released and she said, I want you to get my first interview after that. And I always appreciated that as a, as a fun little rib on the people that, that said that. So I'm very happy for her. Cause she, you know, she had a lot of injury problems for a while. Um, she, I thought stood out on tough enough really, really well. She got a lot of extra work. She did great character work and impact. Great to see her here. Great to see Sonya here. Um, there were some spots in the match that I liked and I'm not surprised that Rhonda and Shayna won this. It's just, it didn't, it didn't end up flowing well, and especially compared to last night, it is really hard to match what the men did in that wrestling, uh, in that showcase. And also, Will, there are still no stakes to this match. Why the hell are there no stakes to this match? Why aren't they just for a top contendership at the very least? Especially when the tag titles weren't defended the night before by the tag champs. I feel like there's there were things they could have done here that they didn't do. Shout out Chelsea Green, by the way, for also being... One of, and I needed to verify this stat. I had it before, but I needed to be certain. But she is one of only three of the recent rehires from last year, of the last year, to make it onto a WrestleMania card. It was only just her, Dakota, and Braun Strowman. None of the others that were rehired in the last year, not Johnny Gargano, not um, Dexter Loomis, uh, Hit Row, none of them made it onto the WrestleMania card. It was literally just those three. Man, uh, guys, we will imminently have a story on or with some exclusive details on the development of the finish of WrestleMania on FightfulSelect.com. So subscribe and we'll add a little more color tonight as well. Uh, We've got Parker Hines saying, sorry if this sounds mean, but I feel like there's a curse on any Shotzi pay-per-view match. Sorry if that's mean. I don't think that's mean. I think that's a very fair observation that Mm -hmm. that it seems like it's snake bitten. I think she's fantastic, but yeah. Uh, very unfortunate because I, I I like a lot almost all the ingredients in this match. It just wasn't for me. No, JP uh, says the Brock. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry. Go, yeah, go ahead. Uh, JP says the Brock match is what Cena match should have been. Omos seems like a monster even uh, in the loss. Theory seems even weaker. Well, I agreed with your tweet that despite the the pointlessness of that Brock match, I enjoyed it more than the Theory Cena match. Like. I wasn't like offended by it, but it was very paint by numbers and all that. 
Yeah, like I, I, I was offended by Cena in theory. And I think just on the fact that in victory, I don't feel like theory is any better for having beaten Cena there the way that they had him beat him. But on the other hand, I, I agree with that super chat that uh, it does kind of feel like Omos for what he was able to take to Brock as for as long as he did in that very short affair. Because uh, that match went four minutes and 55 seconds. That's a great stat, by the way. I love that. Mostly because for those of you who follow cage match, you know that you can't rate cage matches or cage match matches if they're less than five minutes. This match was five seconds less than the five minute mark. You can't rate Brock Lesnar versus Omos. That match yep. is stuck there. Even if you hated it, there's no reviewing it. <laughs> I, I actually love that. Um, and But either way, I thought Omos, just for what he was able to take to Brock Lesnar, comes off better and i feel like a lot of people are coming away from that going oh you know okay omos was able to do that that's pretty good whereas with theory they're like i don't know that theory gained anything from that win with cena so in the end i think my enjoyment i got more out of the opener of night two than the opener of night one that's not to say that i got that from anything else in the show though some notes from the press conference roman said that he didn't know anything about the sale they're lucky to have him and Triple H confirms, get this, Shane McMahon tore his quad. Oh my God. So let's go ahead and talk about that. We'll go ahead and skip around. Snoop Dogg and The Miz come out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. And when I saw how much time this was budgeted, I said, oh, Miz is having another match. Snoop Dogg and Miz have a back and forth, and Snoop's like, well, you got another match. I, and I don't think anybody, expected Shane McMahon to come out. <laughs> no, when that music listen, hit, I had to be certain that's what was happening. This might be Triple H's clearest indication of saying, I promise Vince doesn't have input right now. 14 months ago, Vince McMahon told his confidants, 
that Shane McMahon, his own son, would never get another <laughs> pop in that company as long as he ran it. Hours after there's a reported sale almost finalized, Shane's like, hey, what's up? But he gets in the ring. Winded as hell. Huh? He was so winded when he got in the ring, by the way. Gets in the ring. And I mean, again, amazing pop. Shocking moment. A little bit weird that he had a match. Lashley, LA Knight, you know, a lot of other people didn't. But you know what? I get it. It's mania. Shirley potatoes Miz numerous times and then tears his quad on uh, the drop down leapfrog spot. And that sucks. That sucks. Uh, Usually what happens in that situation is like a guy like the Miz would just pin pin. I'll give you a good example. Shelton Benjamin versus Jeff Hardy. Shelton Benjamin fell off the top rope in a botch. Jeff Hardy wisely immediately pins him. And you say to the person kick out if you're good. It was very clear immediately. Shane McMahon was not good. Snoop Dogg and Jessica Carr and The Miz deserve all the applause they're getting backstage, all the accolade they're getting backstage. Because I don't even, I didn't even know they would have had time to relay to Snoop Dogg the numerous things they did. Snoop Dogg walks in and delivers two really good work punches to The Miz. Like, they are just unironically good punches, and The Miz sells the hell out of them. And you hear Jessica Carr say, people's elbow. And Snoop Dogg (laughs) does, I'm sorry, it passed the rock sliding people's elbow. It's number one now, Will. (laughs) It's number one. (laughs) And you know it's improvised. Because he did it the exact opposite way that WWE coaches everyone to do it, which is their head the opposite direction of their opponent's head because you don't want your head to clash with their head. He got more air on the people's elbow than his AEW splash (laughs) off the top rope. (laughs) He did. He did! Like, you could tell it's, like, not a move he's seen in a long time. Like, he remembered, like, the opening of it and... That's my Hall of Famer right there. (laughs) That's my tribal chief, my rightful world champion. The belt he is carrying around is the one, Will. Uh, It being a quad tear, by the way, is something. That's really unfortunate. That's not the way you want to see anybody go down. Um, But, you know... It's a moment we can look back on, I'm sure, the same way we look at Vince entering the ring, tearing both quads. And, uh, God, what is it with that family? Hunter married into it and tore both quads. Uh, Horrible. So sad. Yeah. It is. It sucks, man. You hate to see this. It's not the way you want to see that go down. But, uh, man, you got to give Snoop Dogg, Jessica Carr, and The Miz incredible credit for first off jessica carr who has not been refing nearly as long as a lot of the veterans but still an incredible ref the miz veteran presence in the ring doing that but snoop dog like he delivered man he did it who produced that segment because i i am curious about a lot of things like who had i guess the the forethought to feed to jessica carr uh people's elbow and unless that was just like I'll Hunter tell you Connor right now. Headset, but I will tell you in one moment. 
Okay. Either way, yeah. Michael I, Hayes, of course. Michael <laughs> yes. Hayes, who has produced every Bloodline segment for months and months and months. Michael Hayes. That's hey. incredible, man. Doot, doot, fucking doot is all I can say. <laughs> it, it was great. It was uh, exactly... It ended exactly how it needed to. Uh, and... For, like I said, unfortunate what happened to Shane. Um, I was already kind of like head scratching, like Shane's the surprise here. You don't have anybody else. Nobody's coming out behind Shane, uh, especially considering this started out as a WrestleMania rematch. Shane McMahon beat the Miz at WrestleMania 35. That's a match that actually happened already. Uh, yeah. So when that was the match, it seemed like we were getting. I thought. You're not even surprising us with something fresh or new. And then it somehow turned into Snoop Dogg into, uh, versus The Miz. And Snoop Dogg got the victory. got to celebrate with his belt. We heard nothing but a G. Thanks some more. Great stuff. Uh, I'm glad we got to hear that for another night. Yeah. Uh, Coffee Black says, Snoop is the goat. And Simmons says, like father, like son. Tim McFowl says, hot effing garbage. Shane gets a match, but Lashley has to come out and smile. LA Knight doesn't even get that. Then that finish brutal fabian street says the lashley spot was weird so pointless it was it seemed like a there you go and i can tell you lashley was pushing for a match on mania it just i mean they had literally when i went to that house show last week uh lashley cut a promo about not knowing what he's doing on mania but he will be at wrestlemania and you can count on that and it seemed like he was really trying to get his hometown Denver crowd kind of hyped up about the fact that he's going to be at WrestleMania doing something. But yeah, he just comes out there and stands there. He certainly was. <laughs> I, I thought for certain uh, when his music hit, I thought, okay, insert something into this card. I know there's, it feels like there's already a lot on this card, but you can insert something, even if it's just a quick thing. And then when he just stood there, I'm like, don't you dare fade to a video package. Don't you dare, uh, you faded to a video package. We're yeah. out. That was it. Well, you know, uh, we mentioned today that Endeavor might be buying WWE. Well, Nick Khan said recently he's open to charging full price for pay-per-views again. You know what I have to say about that? Get ready to learn NordVPN.com slash Fightful, buddy nordvpn.com slash fightful you want to know why i am so eager to buy ufc pay-per-views because i'm paying about one sixth of the price that's endeavor owned please don't sue me nordvpn.com slash fightful allows you to change your virtual location with one click that way you can access content from all over the globe at the prices that they pay for that content it's the fastest vpn in the world and it works on all your devices the pc in front of me the surface pro to my left the phone right in front of me the smart tv over there in the corner the router that is uh, to my right, all covered on one subscription with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can uh, get a pass, a locker, a VPN, or all three with their various tiers. And you can protect your data from snoops and criminals alike. But you can access shows around the globe. I'm going to London in July. I want to be able to watch content that I want to watch, even when it's uh, from back home. When I was on the plane, I was watching uh, Dynamite on my way to uh, Los Angeles. It cut off in the middle because i switched time zones so all i had to do is fire up my nordvpn.com slash fightful is able to continue watching it it is great it's got a great deal right now i think it's four months free a free gift 
and a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you can check it out. You can try it out. And if you don't like it, you get your money back. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You don't want to miss out on this. You can watch AEW without commercials with their, their fight subscription that they have as well. Check it out, my friends. You guys are going to love it. Get ready to learn NordVPN.com slash Fightful, buddy. Oh, boy. Carlos Alvarez says, or already, uh, Ajay says, I already have NordVPN. How do I still use the promo code? Hi, Mom. I'll find out. I'll hit him up. I'll hit up my dude Jake and see what we got here. Man, Drew Nicholas with a big monster super chat, as did Zach Schimmel. Jesus, Howard, Christ. Zach Schimmel sent one of the most, one of the biggest super chats we've ever had in our life. But uh, let's let's talk to uh, let's talk to Drew first. He says Streamlabs has been wonky, so here's a lot of money for my faves. Or my Roman stuff is a bit on the watch along. By the way, check out our our pay per view watch alongs on Twitch <clears throat> and overbooked. Uh, it says, I, I wore my Roman stuff as a bit. My jaw dropped to the floor. It was not the right call. How do you finally not pull the trigger here? P- please pray for Steven Jensen. Oh, Drew, my friend, I know you know, but we're going to spend a lot of time on that. Carlos says, night one felt like Triple H's vision. Night two felt like Vince's vision. Clear which one is better. Uh, they claimed to me that it wasn't a Vince call. That's what they claimed doing that. And Triple H has said at the presser, we're not done telling the story. Remember the last time we heard him say that, Will? Uh, I can remember a few times we said that I'm still waiting on the end of the story when it comes to Charlotte and the NXT Women's Championship. You got it last night, pal. <laughs> you got it last night, pal. There you go. Uh, King C says we need more Titus on commentary. Any integration of Titus, I am very happy for. Like, I know you guys know what Titus does, but until you're on the road and in every damn time zone, like like we are doing this media stuff, and you see all the community events that not only does he do, but he helps organize and he helps push for. That guy, one in a million. I I think Titus O'Neil is just incredible. Uh, Our friend Zach Schimmel says, the WrestleMania show is what made me find Fightful five years ago, back when the chat only had a couple hundred and less than 100 select subscribers. Glad I made the decision to support you all in these years. Here's 500 for five amazing years of content. Thank you for being the best wrestling news outlet and creating an amazing community. Zach, thank you so much. He has long been, uh, I would say, our biggest supporter. And I can tell you, back then, when you found Fightful, it was losing I would say it's probably losing $100,000 a year. And Jimmy Van said, you know what? I trust this. I trust the talent that we have here. I trust this process that slow and steady will lead to good content and great news. And Jimmy Van trusted me and trusted me to hire the type of people. He also trusted me to say, I don't want pieces of shit to watch my show. And I will gladly pass up your $5 or your super chats if you poison our well, so to speak. And that's why we end up getting good people like Zach Schimmel. I tell this to people all the time. If you cultivate a healthier audience, you cultivate a more educated audience. I don't necessarily mean by school. I mean talking about life. I mean talking about the way that you view things, what you support, the kind of people you surround yourself with. I'm very proud of uh, who we surround ourselves with. I appreciate that a lot. Caden says, the cease triplets are unhappy while in traffic. Oh, you're telling me. But I'll tell you what I was happy about. 
hump i wish hump I'd, hump just humps all around i wish i had three raw hot dogs that just slapped together right now on screen <laughs> that's what i that's what i want we had drew mcintyre sheamus and gunter just killing it we knew it was going to be good they are who we thought they were will this match was phenomenal just amazing uh, we knew what this was going to be i i i knew when i said last week and when i said it even last night that i thought night two was going to be the better night and by the way throw tomatoes at me because i was wrong but part of the reason i was saying that was because of this match knowing this was on the card knowing who's in it knowing what drew mcintyre is able to do with sheamus knowing what drew mcintyre is able to do with gunther knowing what gunther is able to do with sheamus and so on knowing how these combinations have worked we know that the three of them together are going to put together something that's hard hitting, something that's smart, and something that's nonstop. And I feel like this was all of the above. This, if you are the type of person who's into just straight up aggressive professional wrestling, the type of professional wrestling that makes you cringe when somebody's chest gets caved in, this is that type of match for you. Uh, it just felt like it was nonstop from the get-go. They had the crowd in the palm of their hands. Sheamus particularly. Somebody's got to start paying attention to the idea of how over Sheamus is as a babyface and how much people want to support Sheamus. Drew was actually feeling like a lot of the heel here. Uh, but then, you know, Gunther has the least amount of cash with the fans and almost the most to prove here. And I feel like he came away in this looking like a beast he came away looking strong and i think on the biggest stage of them all he looked like somebody who is uh both smarter and tougher than the toughest that wwe has to offer just an excellent excellent showing this was so good this is so good at this point i want gunther to break the honky tonk man's record he needs to i think that rains that rain sucked i'm ready for erasure of of that i gunther is the guy and uh, it happens around september ish i would love that i i want it to happen i need it to happen if they ain't beating him here i i want that to be the way that it goes down Jaden says hope the weekend has been treating you well night two was a one match show for me the ic triple threat was amazing everything else was bad or boring to me i did like roman retaining though well I, hey i hope you ended up enjoying it all things said and done. Meet Normus. You know he's talking about this. He says, the Sterling Beef Sons of Bitches three-way for the IC title was my meat of the night. And he says, I mean match of the night. Nothing happened after as far as I'm concerned. Listen, this was as good as we thought it was going to be. We knew it was going to be this great. We knew it was going to be awesome. It was. It was fantastic. It was just, it was just great. We also have Jaden Fox saying Ray versus Dom was the best match of Mania in terms of storytelling, but the IC triple threat was best in terms of in-ring quality. I know that they had decided on this back in December. I was told that like basically once the world heard that Gunther and Lesnar was a possibility, uh, it, it was no longer uh, a possibility. It was off the table and they already had other plans. Mr. Showtime, which was definitely my creator wrestler name in WWF attitude back in the day, uh, says, please leave a thumbs up, guy. Guy's best $5 in the business. Well, right after that, we got Bianca Belair, who is Mrs. WrestleMania, defeating Asuka. 
Bianca Belair, 3-0, three really great matches. I won't say this was as, as good as Becky or Sasha's matches with her, but I still thought it was really, really fantastic. I love the entrances. We had Asuka with the multiple Oscars, but I really loved Bianca's entrance. Uh, what did you think about this? The pageantry that we saw associated with uh, Asuka and Bianca? Um, I was particularly really into uh, Bianca's entrance. As I revealed earlier today on After the Week, I am very much a dance dad, and uh, I uh, pay attention to these things quite a bit. And for the the coordination with these girls and uh, just the absolute celebration of Black excellence here, this was... Bianca has always gone above and beyond with these entrances. Last year was also very, very good in terms of what she brought to the table with uh, the HBCU entrance. This one here, I thought, get it, letting the girls uh, showcase what they were made of and uh, giving them that special moment on this stage at WrestleMania, magnificent. Um, thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah it was brilliant. brilliant. And it, it honestly brought a little bit of a tear to my eye. I... Uh, I've had now two entrances, this one and John Cena's, that made me feel a little bit before a match got going, and I very much appreciate Bianca for that. Bianca does the Cena schedule. She And I'm not talking about this one. I mean the old one. When he would make all the community events, Bianca is always doing media, always doing these community events. She is food pantry. She's there. Uh, Boys and Girls Club of Southern Nevada, she's there. Special Olympics, she's there. Make-A-Wish, she's there. Uh, Be a Star, she's there. I have seen her at so many. I mean, if you even watch our interview from a couple days ago, we talk about it. It's like, man, we're, we're seeing each other nonstop at these things. She puts in the work. It is, it is uh, just really, really incredible uh, what, she, what she did and, and what she did for so many of these kids as well. And I know a lot of people look at her and they're saying, oh, Super Cena, Super Cena. I see the positive qualities in John Cena in Bianca Belair as opposed to the, the the negative ones. She's not actively holding talent down. She's not changing booking plans or anything like that. She's not sabotaging people on the microphone, which we saw Cena do at times. I think that we're seeing some cool stuff. I love this match. I just thought this was good. That deadlift suplex. I was so pleased with the reaction that that got. The mist leading to the finish, the mist mist leading to the finish, I thought was good. She's like, seen this one work on too many people. There's a thing I go back to. It's the Road Warriors DVD that WWE put out. And Road Warrior Animal said, one quality that we always wanted as big muscle-bound guys was we wanted to be street smart. Like our characters come from the streets. We, we look like we do. And obviously it took some sort of knowledge to get where we are. We don't need to be muscle bound, dumb people. Bianca being very smart to what Oscar did was great. Cause I hate it when you've got a champion that's brained for so long and they just fall for the tricks and Bianca did not fall for the tricks. And I love the struggle with the KOD at the end after all that, because she sold me a ticket on that as well, Will. Yeah, uh, I there's multiple times in this match. I Robo to... Will! Oh, no! Robo Will, we're going to mute him briefly. I, I, I hope. Robo Will. Um, Robo Will. 
Let's see what we got here. We got Night Track saying they've done Asuka so dirty every WrestleMania. Uh, Buck's Basement says people are pissed Asuka was buried. Super Bianca was audibly booed. Crowd wanted Asuka to win. Hopefully she wins it. Uh, backlash disgraceful Asuka is 0-5. Listen, Asuka should not be 0-5. I agree with that. I did not hear audible boos. I can't say that I heard that. Maybe maybe people were just loud at my house. Um, Asuka didn't get buried. What are you talking about? She got buried. She had a very good competitive match at WrestleMania with a year-long reigning champion. There's nothing buried about that. Hope- uh, Zach Ryder. Oh, I'm not still robot. You am, still, am I still are. Zach, Zach Ryder not knowing how to change a tire, being cucked by John Cena and thrown off a stage was being buried. This is not being buried. Oh, shit. I'm over here now. Anyway. We got uh, Mr. Acosta saying Triple H mentioned the little girl that Bianca danced with, found out her mom passed away in the morning. Heartbreaking. Uh, I want to send our love to that girl. That That is absolutely tragic. Will, are you back? I hope so. You are back. Hell yeah. All right. Um, no, I don't believe uh, Asuka was buried. I think that if you had asked me back at Elimination Chamber, I would have said, I think it's Asuka all the way, and I think it's time to crown her uh, champion. However, I feel like the way everything had gone going into WrestleMania from Elimination Chamber on didn't necessarily paint Asuka as somebody who I believed was on her way to a Raw Women's World Championship. And so in this case, I'm, I was okay with either result. Um, I, I still believe now that there's, uh, to me, a strong call for Rhea versus uh, Bianca, you could do that at, yeah. at very soon here. Um, I think if you are planning on doing any type of championship thing, I don't know that they are. It's just the thing I want to see. I think uh, Bianca is the right person for it against Rhea. I I enjoyed this, though. I think this was a really, really great match. I agree with you pretty much everything you said about uh, the the KOD and the fact that, yeah, I they did sell me a ticket on uh, everything about they that did. finish. I, I thought for a moment there that that was it. That, all right, Bianca's streak is over. But in the end, she retained with... Uh, and again, the KOD is one of my favorite finishers in wrestling today. It's so solid. It's so quick. It's so good. Um, no, I, I think people are misremembering what Super Cena was. And not just talking about like the verbal burials. But like the idea behind Super Cena, of course, was that a John Cena match used to consist of him getting his ass kicked for 10 minutes and then making a quick comeback with one or two moves. That was more Brock and Omos tonight than anything. Uh, but that's not what Bianca does in her matches, and that's not what Bianca did here. You're just, you don't like the idea of somebody winning. Uh, and that's okay to feel that way. But ultimately, I I think for building what Bianca's building um, as a main talent in WWE, she's becoming quite the star, and I am 100% for it. Buck's Basement says, may I recommend you do an article calling out WWE on treating its Japanese wrestlers like trash? Did you know a Japanese wrestler has never won Mania? If you told that to Vince, he'd tell you Yokozuna had, uh, but <laughs> he would. I um, wasn't sure where you were going with that, but that's... I don't, I don't do editorials personally, but uh, I mean, if you want to write one, I'll, I'll read it over, but... I think there have definitely been times they do. I don't think this is a situation where they treat 
a Japanese wrestler like trash. However, Asuka says on Twitter, I might as well go back to Japan. But I bet a lot of you guys, my friends, will miss me when I leave WWE. Now I need the power of your anger. Let's bring chaos to the women's division with me. Poop emoji. Let's bring chaos to the women's division. Let's bring chaos to the WWE. I would love to see a more aggressive Asuka emerge from this. I would love to see that. I also want to see a new flair to uh, to Bianca's character as well. I thought you were going to say to Charlotte. Uh, I thought, no. dude, dude, is there something we're not aware of here? Is there a new uh, flair on the way? Chaos Control says, Asuka wasn't buried, just tired of seeing her lose important matches. This time, she even came back with a new gimmick and didn't get over. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do get that. This was the opportunity for a hard reset on her, but... I think that Bianca is a once in a lifetime talent as well. I think she's a very special talent. Oscar has had a lot. Oscar has won Royal Rumble. She has won a lot of women's championships. She had the most historic run in NXT history. She's had multiple title matches at WrestleMania. She's had a lot of things. She's been a tag team champions involved with Kyrie, Becky, and Charlotte. Like she's done a lot of incredible things, and they trust her a lot. But I do think that you know she could, that's. That's a testament to how good Asuka is. She's had all those things, and they could still have booked her better uh, in, in many, many different ways. Gamma Base Comics says, Hunter said the little girl who was front and center in Bianca's entrance uh, found out her mom passed away today or yesterday, and Hunter really broke down about it. That is one of those things that you look at, and you're like, you're very glad that this situation was available because that girl might, have some of that pain alleviated. Obviously, there's no replacing a parent, but uh, there's something that she will always remember. And she has some positive emotions to associate this weekend, this time of the year with then, uh, then her mom passing, Will. That's... That's so much. And, uh, you know, me, I'm always sensitive about kids when it, or issues when it relates to kids. And, uh, you know, for her to be able to get to do that, uh, again, I know that's not going to replace the loss of a parent. Nothing's ever going to replace that. But it is nice to see that she got to do something really special, especially as it seemed like dance was really important to that family. Um, I think that it's just a really cool thing. And I, I'm so sorry for to hear about that loss. We've also got KE775 saying, what do you think is next for Bianca? She has no viable challengers left on Raw. Do you think WWE will be doing a draft to shake things up? They need to do a draft. They really do. Uh, talent that I've talked to have not been told about that. I've said this a few times. Well, I would love to see some Rob Van Dam come out of Bianca Belair because we look at her and we've seen in her matches, she's amazing. And I would love to see somebody like, like a Ricochet or a a Bianca Belair that knows they are every bit as good as everybody else knows they are. Because that was what was appealing about Rob Van Dam to me. It's like, I watched him wrestle and I went, oh my God, I can't believe that a human can do this. And he's like, oh, I believe it. I know I can. And I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'll just do whatever I want, whatever I want. And I don't care who I face. Like, you have that that cockiness to you. You have that confidence and that arrogance, but you're also not afraid to face anybody. Uh, I would love to see that in in Bianca because I I just I believe everything that she does in the ring. I do too, and uh, I believe I can't say enough good things about her. You are a robot now as well. <laughs> Will is a robot, uh, you know. 
you hate to see it. You hate to see a young man go down this path. <laughs> you just, you hate to see it. Night Track said, Snoop said, you all right, cuh? <laughs> I have gone this. I have gone months without the robot issue, by the way. So yeah. fascinating that it's just popped up WrestleMania night. Thank you, issues. Well, listen, Will. You know, there are no robots, no machines, nothing that's a shortcut to your own health. But you know what? We actually do have a shortcut to your own health. And Will's going to tell us about it. That's right. right. Look, I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. Oh, my God. He's a robot again. He's Not a robot. Oh, oh, my Ten. God. FitBod, the app. Listen, Will's going Will's gonna to get out and fix this. Well, we're going to tell you about FitBod, and he's going to tell you even more about it momentarily. Man, check out this app, fitbod.me slash ppv. Will, why don't you say something? Am I working yet? Nah, you're not. You need to, bam, now come back. Look at this beautiful app right here. We're just going to leave this up while I read a super chat, by the way. Cogged CG says, I see match humped. And Titus on commentary was amazing. Heel Drew versus Face Sheamus. And give Gunther every record, please. What is your ideal booking forward with the IC title until he does it? Um, very, uh, like, well-booked people. I, I wouldn't mind seeing some, like, battle royals or tournaments for title shots. Wouldn't mind seeing King of the Ring winner get one. But I want to see Drew and Sheamus, like, more as a team. That's what I want to see. I want to see that. And I want to see people that that earn title shots get title shots. But... Well, let's talk about earning. Let's talk about it. Am I okay yeah. here? Thank yeah, you. Okay. All right. What I wanted to say was that, look, just got back from traveling to Los Angeles. And when I travel, one of the biggest things I'm guilty of doing is eating like crap. Denise took me to a place by her house called Alberto's, uh, and they accidentally gave me <laughs> two big burritos, oh, and no. I ate both of them. I ate street hot dogs. I ate airport food. I ate arena food. I'm about three pounds over from this three-day trip, and I feel like hell. But today, I pulled out the FitBot app and got to work today. Almost fell off my treadmill after a text from Share Delaware. But nonetheless, being able to set goals is exactly what FitBot is good for. Updating it with my new goals, my new targets, and it comes at me exactly with what I need to do because FitBod's algorithm changes and updates your fitness plan as you go. Just pick a fitness goal, add your equipment, and FitBod will create a routine for you. Whether you've been missing gym time or you've hit a plateau, a fresh start has never been easier. The app switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burnout, and your program changes based on your personal progress for maximized results. Whether you work out in the weight room or your bedroom, FitBod has a plan for you. Learn new movements the right way with over 1,400 HD demonstration videos. A full year of FitBod is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. Join FitBod today and build a routine that lasts all year. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app free at fitbod.me slash ppv. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash P-P-V. Check it out, guys. Uh, they are fantastic. Uh, they've been on board with us for several months. Uh, I know that Will is, has definitely uh, changed. I, mean, I remember at Denise's wedding, you're like, I'm, I'm going to change some stuff. You mentioned that FitBot app. You love to see it. You love to see it. 
Got more Super Chats, more Humper Chats. Reminder, you can get those in here at YouTube.com slash Fightful as well as HumperChats.com. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. If you want to help us out uh, without donating monetarily, please head over to uh, Apple and leave us a nice review. So many of our viewers are on the video end, so there's no rating system for YouTube. And uh, as a result, not it's not as easy to find us on audio platforms, but we are on every audio platform out there. So please go over there, leave us a nice five-star review. It would mean an awful lot. You can also support us by going to shop.fightful.com. Will and Grapsity have some merch up there, and we are about to start adding a, a ton of new designs. We're going to get those in regularly, get a lot more stuff. A stag saying, Will being buried by technology, sad. Now that's a bear. That is a burial. That is a burial. I am uh, very annoyed by this, but hopefully we're good to go. I have uh, closed out a whole lot of other stuff, and hopefully we're good to go the rest of this show. We also have more super chats about your computer. <laughs> Line drive yeah, get him, we'll... Bring them here. Give, give them all. Come on. Well, Washington's computer trying to update or upgrade uh, Will into a Cyberman. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot of chats about Roman and Cody, so we will be talking about that for a while. But we got uh, not so magical Mike saying, "Give Oscar the title after Becky beats or Bianca beats Becky's record. Give her a long and violent reign and a mania win. That or have her win every non-title feud she gets put in. Maybe Charlotte again. I would love to see a dead set Oscar mowing down people to get back to the top, to to get back. I mean, to I where she needs to be." I do wonder, I think about the the point that um, one of our previous Super Chatters, and sorry if I forgot who made that point, but the point that Asuka really hasn't had a whole lot on the main roster, uh, and she's been on the main roster now for five years, um, I do wonder what it is that somebody up there doesn't see that Hunter saw in NXT. Um, because I, I I get the frustration from Oscar fans that you keep waiting for that moment and waiting for that moment, and it's just not happening the way that you see it. Whether it was WrestleMania 34, um, losing to Charlotte and ending the streak there, or kind of everything that happens after that, her not even getting into uh having a match at WrestleMania 35, which we confirmed was supposed to uh, actually happen, and then all of a sudden she gets the title stripped from her um the week before WrestleMania and. Uh, is inserted into the triple threat match. So I, I get it from that frustration standpoint, but it looks like we're joined by somebody very familiar oh to these shows. Hey, man, I'm back once again. What's up? Denise, great to see you. Great to see you, man. Uh, Where, there's these so layouts? much to say. There's so much to say. Just cue me wherever the hell you want me to start, man. We're about to get into Balor and and uh, Edge, but I'd like your overall thoughts and obviously your thoughts on that. And, and, and hey, how about your presser thoughts as well? Because we haven't gotten a ton of notes from there. I heard there there's was a punk actually, reference. There's a lot to get into about that really quickly. Okay. So, um, all right. So the uh, the funny part was Nick Hausman. Because Nick started off by asking Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman about the WWE Endeavor reports. Yes. And Roman Reigns basically kind of gave him like a whatever answer. Like he didn't really want to like answer whatever, right? So he tried to work his way like around it. Paul Heyman, though, on the other hand, 
blasted, <laughs> blasted Nick in the most funny freaking way ever. He basically told them that he's always starting drama at these press conferences, <laughs> alluding to the CM Punk all-out media scrum, and basically told them that um, they were kind of just laughing, like even Roman Reigns was laughing, and it ended up being like this big old interaction. I posted the clip on Twitter. You can watch it. It's really freaking hilarious, actually. And then on top of that, um, finally, Triple H comes out, and, you know, he's doing his notes, you know, the, the traditional uh, running down things that he, you know, has to say and stuff like that. And then he um, he, he says, all right, Nick Hausman, go ask your question. Let's address the big elephant in the room. Someone give Nick Hausman a mic. So <laughs> Nick Hausman gets his mic and um, he asks his question, the whole question as directed by, by Triple H. And then Triple H says, no, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> like, in the funniest way, like, I don't have an answer for you type deal. Like, I'm not going to talk about that. We're here to talk about WrestleMania. It, it was funny because he told him, Nick, ask your question. Like, this is it. This is your chance. And Nick took it and he did his whole thing. And then he basically, Triple H was like, no. Uh, so I Damn. I fucking love Nick Houseman, so I also posted that up on uh Quit dropping F bombs, Denise. What? Quit dropping F bombs on our show. I'm sorry. It was the accident. cops are there to arrest you for naughty language. All right. So anyways, um what was I gonna say? So that was that. There was also something actually really heartbreaking that Triple H mentioned on the show. Yeah, we and just talked about that. Oh, you already talked about that? Yeah, so that was really heartbreaking to uh, hear because, well, you know, that's just really sad. And then, um, yeah, that was pretty much like the biggest takeaways, I would say, from the actual scrum was really just the Triple H, Nick Houseman interactions, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Nick Houseman interactions. And then uh, as for the, for the finish, my quick thoughts were... I just fucking couldn't believe, uh, sorry, Sean, I couldn't believe it. I'm sorry, I was in shock uh, the entire time. It was, I I think it was Did, the were, wrong call to do. Were you surprised that like in the middle of all that, because I heard that Roman, you got your chair. I heard yeah, that I Roman like told Nick to improvise a question. Were you surprised that he referenced Phil in that? I don't trust you answering, asking questions. It's literally his name. No, Phil Brooks. I don't trust you. You're going somewhere with that. Phil, these nuts. <laughs> Brooks, these yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. Where are we going anyway, with this, Sean? All right. That's exactly where we were going with. I know you were going with me while I'm dealing with all of this at the moment. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad you don't that. have to travel with one of those, by the way, because multiple times, hell, at Revolution, I had to try and get my chair on the plane and it's always a nightmare at least you have to, you get to just go straight home mm. i'm trying well i still gotta walk so i'm still trying to figure that out but uh yeah it was freaking crazy i don't know what to say i thought it was a great night of wrestling overall but that roman reigns uh cody Rhodes finish was something that i most definitely wasn't expecting i Ooh, thought it was boy. a bad call kind of had everybody just going like what the fuck and all my shit just fell and so <laughs> the chat thinks you're drunk, by the way. And I know, I know you, and I, I obviously know you're not. Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> she's back, say, by the way. Oh, there oh, she is. She's back. She's back. She's back. What happened? I'm sorry. I was trying to turn the camera around, and turns out that if I press that button, I exit the stream. You're not beating the, the case here, Denise. No, Everybody it's beating you're me drunk. right now, man. <laughs> I, I legitimately... At one time, I had somebody join a WrestleMania post show drunk, and I had to edit them out of the show. Afterwards, I'm not drunk. I don't even. You're drink not. Alcohol. I know. No, you know. Yeah, saying. I know. That's what I'm saying. I knew that. Well, I got two bags. I got my tripod strapped to my back. I have my purse. Then I have the chair literally stuck into the little thing here. So it's just crazy. But man, I don't know what to say. I mean, there's so there's still so much to kind of sink in. But really, I just thought that the Roman Reigns Cody Rhodes thing felt freaking weird even when roman reigns walked in i think i think the the feeling in the room instead of like oh my god like roman reigns did it again yeah it was just like the the feeling in the room the vibe in the room was dude what now why didn't you guys pull why didn't you guys pull the trigger on this right now this felt like it, it, even when like Sammy and Ke Sammy Z Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens ran out there and did their whole bit with the Usos, that was such a high peak moment. People were reacting; it was crazy. It felt like a grand finale, and then the air was sucked out of the room. I don't know how the reaction came across on TV, but in person there was a lot of just like there was a bunch of noise, but it was a mixture of what the fuck just happened and also like it was just a really it was just people gasping and like shocked reactions. Denise, I want to thank you so much. You going to get food after this? I'm not answering that question. <laughs> you, you mean to tell me you're not going to get some Chef Boyardee's nuts? It doesn't work that Goodbye, Denise. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate Denise, as always, on the scene. We're going to try to do this more because we always have, I mean, Quite honestly, half the media room at the AEW or the ROH scrum felt like it was fightful the other night. Uh, it was or fightful con uh, connected. So, uh, yeah, Denise had her Ligma shield on tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> she was she XP up after last night. Uh, Blake Meek says, give me Bianca versus EO, please. I agree. Uh, Thomas Guerrero says, do you think some AEW wrestlers, maybe Jay White, too, might feel some WWE hesitation after this? Well, Tony indicated that he wasn't interested in signing away his partner's talent, but he just did with Juice Robinson. So, like, I don't believe that. So, I, I mean, I think it's interesting when, when he says that because uh, on one end, I can agree with the, the Juice Robinson side of that. But in for Jay White to lose in a very loser-leaves-New-Japan fashion, uh, yeah. that that felt a lot different. Like Juice Robinson is still like representing Bullet Club. Like it feels in a way like Juice Robinson can, you know, he's still going to be representing New Japan and or AG, he's still going to be representing New Japan in a lot of ways and who he was in New Japan. But the way Jay White lost in a very, he's not coming back here kind of way, that told me that he's exiting that ecosystem altogether. And uh, I think that's kind of what Tony's saying there that like, I'm taking somebody away from their system altogether. I wouldn't do that. Juice Robinson's still going to be working stuff with New Japan, even signed to AEW. Um, but I don't see that out of uh, out of Jay White at all. 
Jai Coleman says, Denise, how much do you judge me? I live in LA, didn't go this year. Went last year to Dallas, though. Oh, oh no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Oh, man. It, it, okay. If WrestleMania were in Indianapolis again, I'd go. Like, if it were anywhere within like three hours, I would drive, I would go. Damn, man. But you went to Dallas? Dallas might be the only place I hated driving in more than, than LA this past week. It was. Oh, how man. could you have hated Dallas more than LA? Uh, because I will tell you, I'll tell you why in LA, it takes you 30 to 35 minutes to get anywhere because there's traffic in Dallas. It takes you 45 minutes to get anywhere and there isn't traffic. No, it's just, everything is like completely separate. I I can see that, but I just, because I live in a city that's so accessible Mm -hmm. and granted I'm from LA. So I forget these things having been in Colorado as long as I've been, but I'll open up Google Maps, like, oh, where's this location? And it says 11 miles away. And I'm like, oh, sweet, 11 miles. And I hit start, it says one hour. And I'm going, what is this? What, yeah. How can this possibly be? I tried to get from Disneyland one time to an NXT show when I was in LA in 2016. Uh, it said 20 miles, sat in the car oh, for no. an hour and a half. Oh, no. Uh, uh, 20 miles where I live? 15 minutes yeah you can drive that, 70 almost everywhere yeah that's what I, I i love i can get any place i'm trying to get 20 minutes or less yeah and that is just not the case in los angeles bring something to denver guys i would love that too they didn't bring shit to denver they haven't brought like anything there for a long time it feels like israel says jay white done with new japan you said tk says he's not signing new japan guys you say wwe's not signing anyone due to a sale so where's he going i'm not saying they're not signing anybody i'm saying they haven't signed anybody in a while so uh, i still think he's going to wwe so do i well uh i can tell you where demon balor went to get a bunch of stitches in his head because he got split open real bad real real bad uh, stream says sean read my comment or i cancel my patreon subscription jk i love you sean thank you so much and he says please retire the demon gimmick after tonight they made him lose an out the door edge i get the injury but it was a bad audible bad booking decision i didn't think finn balor had a chance in hell to win this will and yeah but i can agree with that idea that finn sure. uh, demon balor was such a protected character really up until the goofy roman loss at the yeah. end of 2021 that I can agree with the sentiment that if you're not going to protect that character, maybe just don't haul it out. And also, um, Finn Balor will be 42 this year. He is not a spring chicken. He has many more years behind him than in front of him, which is unfortunate because I think he's good. But Edge, I I just feel like this might be Edge's last big, big win before he starts putting people over on the way out. But... We had an interesting scoop on FightfulSelect.com. Internally, he was listed as a brood edge, but there was no Christian. There was no Gangrel. Instead, there was just a graphic that said brood edge. (laughs) And not even the brood music. It wasn't. It wasn't the brood music. I thought the entrance kicked all kinds of ass. It did. That's not brood. It had the fire emerging entrance, and that's cool. But you don't need a giant graphic that says brood edge. What WWE like nomenclature and marketing is way too much at times. And this was one of those cases. 
Um, it's so funny that I went to Google something about Edge and I typed in Edge. You could tell how excited a Windows computer gets when you type in Edge because it's like, are you gonna download? <laughs> are you gonna start using Edge? And I'm Come like, <laughs> we recommended this to you so many times. Come on. <laughs> I, no, that is not what I'm doing. But how many the, status error violations are you getting on Chrome? <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it? Come on, that's them. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, this the the entrance was very very cool. But yeah, that's not Brood. Uh, you didn't have to call it Brood Edge. You could have just had him come out through the fire. And I thought that it was kick ass. The music was kick ass. Um, the uh, the mask he wore being reflective of the fire also looked really, really cool. Uh, the the mirror mask it was, and then him removing it and uh, kicking straight into Metalingus, all of it was great stuff. Oh, man. Well, we're going to talk about this match. It didn't go as long as it was supposed to, and it's pretty clear why. I mean, they had to stop this match because of the huge gash on Balor's head, and there's nothing you can do about that. But I'm going to talk about one of the positive things about this, uh, at least to me. I love that they added a platform inside Hell in a Cell halfway up the cage. When Finn Balor climbed up, he jumped onto a little platform, and I was like, that's cool. What the hell? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I didn't love the match, though. Um, And I get... Even, I know it took a minute to get going, and I'm sure they probably had a whole lot more planned than they got to go through. And I'm sure as time goes on, uh, Sean will probably find out more about what was planned in all of that. But uh, in terms of what we got and the match kind of losing itself partway through because of the the latter spot, and uh, they kept replaying it too to make sure we saw why this match had been stopped. Uh, They kept the cameras on edge for as long as they could, but when they got back to the ring, you could very much see blood all over the canvas. There's very clearly something wrong here. They took Finn out, they stitched him up, and they finished the match. Um, I was concerned about them finishing the match, of of course, because my immediate thought was, for what he just took to the head, is he okay? But he responded. Oh, yeah. He uh, says he's all right. He says he's all right. right. Uh, I, I actually liked him going through the table. I thought that was a cool, like the stomp. That spot. was a very cool visual. Yes, I enjoyed that. Edge just whipping out weapons to kill some time. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Uh, Bako Five says I get pausing for a concussion, but to check for blood. If, if I felt like we wouldn't get demonetized for showing you the gash on his head, I would. It is completely understandable why they paused this for that. It was a gnarly cut. It, it was, was very, very nasty. And, and Brian, we just know that's WWE's MO at this point. Like, even if it wasn't a gnarly cut, they we've seen over the last, uh, how long has it been now? 14 years that they stop matches yeah. for things of this nature. Mr. Showtime says, Brood Edge is a neutered demon. <laughs> Welcome to your lame dad's WrestleMania dream match. Why was this hell in a cell? They didn't use the cell, lame all around. Well, they did with the platform and some of that. And to keep Judgment Day out, which, you know, was an important aspect of this. Uh, and I think it is important that you have some hell in a cell matches that condition people to say, this is how you keep somebody out because so often we see them go outside or we see people make their way in. Orlando says Finn just shared his cut on Twitter. Looks nasty. It is nasty. Ryan Lambert says Christian Cage's return is far better than edge. I think a lot of Christian Cage is better than edge, but I like edge an awful lot. Look, when I say things like that, my mentions light up. But I will tell you, people, that every single time I've had an Edge or Christian is greater than Edge tweet, I mute that shit as soon as it drops. I don't know what you responded to it. 
I don't care what you've responded to it. I know it's it's a thing I felt for the last 20 years. It's a thing I'll probably always feel. I know people throw the accolades at me, and every time they throw the accolades at me, I go, guys, I'm not saying that Christian wasn't pushed as good as Edge. What I'm saying is I prefer Christian the performer. So, But that's whatever. Edge here, uh, like I said, I think we were supposed to get more of this match. I think they had probably more planned, and there's just stuff they weren't able to get to. Uh, and that's really unfortunate. But as a result, I can kind of agree with the sentiment that um, the finishing stretch was really exciting. But yeah. for what we got out of the match, I, I probably would have liked to have seen more. And I think they would have liked to have seen more as well. Fabian Street says, Burning Man, Balor, Purple and Red Weapons, pretty whatever the hell in a cell. It had corny energy instead of an intense blood feud. I, I agree with that to an extent, uh, to an extent for sure. Um, but in Simmons says I skipped this match, switched over to Dreamville Fest to watch Jake Cole and Drake. Glad I did. <laughs> I came back when Rowan put Cody through a table. Well, it's about time, guys. Uh, they did have the Hall of Fame uh, inductees as well. The one note I'll make of that is Tim White's brothers look exactly like Tim White. And uh, I'm glad to see everybody get honored. Uh, they're very, very cool. I'm a big, uh, great Muda guy. One of the first wrestlers that I saw. And I will not only rest easy knowing that he is in the Hall of Fame, I rest easy every night. Thanks to helixsleep.com slash Fightful. I've mentioned this before. Uh, I've got some injuries that affect how I sleep. They you know, affect my back, my neck, a lot of stuff like that. But helixsleep.com slash Fightful has an incredible offer for you guys. When you go there, you get just an incredible deal, over $200 off and two free pillows. Uh, and it's a ton of uh, spring flash sales that they got going on as well. But they, they allow you to take this quick questionnaire. You get matched up with the right mattress for you. Maybe you're a plus-size sleeper. Maybe you sleep on your back, on your side. I can tell you that I went from only being able to sleep on my back to also being able to sleep on my side, which helps me stay asleep longer thanks to Helix. It is so much better than the uh, slab of memory foam that I was sleeping on before. And when I got this bed, it was during the pandemic. I didn't want to go to a mattress store and roll around on something that some other sweat hog had been all over. No chance. No way. So I took their quiz. And of course, I was a little hesitant. I was like, okay, ordering a bed online. Then I saw they've got a 100-night risk-free trial. So they'll even come back and pick it up for you if you don't like it. But I loved it. I got matched up to the Dusk Lux model. It was fantastic. And... I I legitimately have 15 different pillows that I had tried out. The pillows that I use are the helixsleep.com slash Fightful Pillows. Uh, I've got bulging discs in my neck and back, and those help me out a lot. Uh, otherwise, I'm struggling to stay asleep or fall asleep. Uh, on the road this week, I was missing that helixsleep.com slash Fightful big time. And I love hearing from you guys that say that you have also used helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Really, really appreciate it. Check it out, guys. You got nothing to lose. You can improve your quality of sleep, which will improve your quality of life. It'll improve your health. You're going to be using this thing, ideally, one-third of your life from now on. So invest in your sleep. That was something I rationalized. I was like, I'm in this bed, ideally, six to eight hours every single night. So I did it. It was a great decision. Helix Sleep. 
com slash Fightful. Ajay says, Christian was in a fire storyline. The matches aren't better. Fight me if you need to. I got an unexpected severance payment last week. Well, thank you very much, Ajay. I appreciate you very much. I do not appreciate the booking of the main event of WrestleMania. And let me tell you guys, most of you don't either. Oh, I sure do not. I am so mad. Roman Reigns defeated Cody Rhodes after a phenomenal match. You know their spots, guys. We're going to go. I mean, the Cody Cutter, the Superman Punch, uh, the Crossroads, the Uranagi, the Spear. You know the spots. Solo gets kicked out early. He emerges again late. A Paul Heyman distraction leads to a Samoan spike and a Spear. There were a ton of false finishes very early. The drama was very, very high. Very high. I knew when Cody started to roll through those crossroads, I had a bad feeling. But let's talk about one positive thing. Kevin Owens has been involved in the main event of WrestleMania three times in the last two years. I already did some reporting on this, and it's on FightfulSelect.com. I'm told that people ringside, referees, people involved in the match, people directly around the match weren't told a lot of their involvements and exactly what was going to happen till today, but I was told the decision was firmly in place a few weeks ago for Roman to win. However, when you saw people out there barking like it's it for sure confirmed, it was not confirmed to people outside of the know. There were some very, very powerful people that had been made aware of it, but um, Cody Rhodes loses. And this is our thumbnail tonight. There were some people that felt like Cody needed an obstacle to overcome. I completely disagreed, Will. His Dang. booking was enough to overcome uh, before 2016. Him leaving WWE was enough to overcome. I think his entire... think he's brand new, and I think that's... Yes. Right, sorry, keep going. His AEW run was something to overcome. Him tearing his pec was enough to overcome. He's going through hard times right now. And he has said he is not a common man. He was fed with a silver spoon because his father was a common man that stepped up and did that. We also saw the great, you know, the, the odes to his brother and to Dusty. Some very cool spots in the match. But nobody, nobody is talking about anything but the result. But I do want to highlight one thing. Cody Rhodes handed the weight belt to negative one. I, this might have been the first time we saw Liberty on screen. I feel like he's been protective of her face. We saw Brandy as well. The weight belt, I had tweeted this. The only company that it didn't feature was Bar Wrestling, which was problematic, and Cody specifically wanted to not include anything like that. Uh, it included All In. It included New Japan and ROH and AEW. But the negative one thing, I, I love that. I think that's very cool. We saw Mandy Huber tweet about that. That I'll was tell you, cool. that was my first indicator, though, that something was up. When we saw Liberty before the match, I went, yeah. uh, my Roman winning meter is going off because if I were directing professional wrestling, I would save that reveal for the moment he wins the championship and then have the big celebration in the ring. Oh, my God, there's Cody's daughter. Oh, my God, there's Brandy, all of that. And when I saw it beforehand... I started to scratch my head and go, now why did you do that before? We've seen time and time again that you do that after. 
But maybe they're just doing things differently. Cody's got to win here, and I pulled back. Usos interfered. Kevin and Sammy ran them off. Ajay Coleman, who I don't know how to pronounce their name, says, Jesus Christ, I'll pay money for you to say my name right. Well, if you're going to keep paying me, I'm just going to keep saying it the same exact way. And hopefully you can encourage me even better. But uh, we got we got a wealth of super chats to get through. We have Matt C. saying, I think Roman drops it to Solo at the next Mania. I doubt it. Rye Gillian says, my biggest fear moving forward is they take the bloodline Roman story too far where it outwears its welcome. There's a lot of story to tell, but the championship being locked up while WWE tries to build more stars, it's a problem. To me, it's a problem when they don't have him on Raw and SmackDown. When Raw feels like there's, it's, it's a place without a prize, so to speak. You, uh, Lake says, if not Cody, then who? We will be addressing this momentarily. Real nerd. The ending to Mania was trash. So disappointed. Aaron Sadlow. They're about to rescind their bid is Endeavor. I am a Lucha. Best Mania finish since never. What a letdown. Ryan I'm Lambert. Ba- by the way, I have to say on that uh, Endeavor point. No, if they're making that announcement tomorrow, I actually think Roman's the guy that they want holding the belts, standing next to everybody as this announcement's made. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan says, Triple H to Cody. Maybe don't destroy my throne next time. Oh, those memes will be rich at least. (laughs) Aaron says, guys, I need a hug. They did the same ending of Elimination Chamber. Yep, uh, the Elimination Chamber uh, thing stings a little bit more now, but I mean, at least Sammy and Cody, or Sammy and KO got their moments. Uh, We got Matthew saying, Finishes like this, nobody's paying full price. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. He also says, Cody losing is such a horrible decision. G Bro says, can somebody check Steven Jensen? Uh, he's probably calling in this week. Og CG says, biggest fumble in Mania history. Good job, Vince Jr. I'll I'll wait a little bit and see on that, but it was, it was a fumble. And I got to say, John Alba asking, how do you weigh an all-time moment versus keeping the title on Roman. And Triple H said, the story's not done yet. And neither are our super chats. Apex says, called it yesterday. Reigns won, 8 out of 10. There are a lot of people that are happy about Roman Reigns winning this match. What do you say to those people, Will? Uh, I say, go to hell. No, I uh, more so. <laughs> I, it's not to me. The thing I'm most annoyed by is not that Roman won. Honestly, I could have taken a Roman victory, but it was more so they didn't have a new idea in their biggest setting possible for Roman Reigns as a champion. I felt like you did the same thing that you've always done. You did the ref bump. You did the interference. You did the Paul Heyman distraction. Spear one, two, three. And I just thought, you. I can't believe... There wasn't a new idea here. There wasn't even the idea of maybe having Roman win clean. Something else. Literally anything else. But this was the ending to Sami Zayn. This the guy the who Cody pinned a few days ago cost him the match. Right. I just thought, I can't believe you didn't do something to make this. The match was already, uh, the fans were on this emotional ride. They were into everything. And I just thought you didn't do anything to capitalize on that. You just kind of deflated them with, like, I thought Cody looked stupid. I thought he hit those crossroads. And then when he got to the third one, 
He just kind of stood there and backed himself up and waited for Solo. And I thought, what? it didn't look good. It didn't make him look smart. Um, the fact that Paul Heyman was just like, I'm just going to stand on the apron. It's a finish that's been done a million times. And I don't think anybody looked good out of this. I don't think, you know, Roman doesn't look like the dominant champion out of this. He just looks like the guy who continues to have fans win for him. It's funny because the the result of the opening match of Mania last night and the ending of tonight felt very like, I can see why people think that Vince is back type of thing. Yes. It's it's one of those types of things. Uh, We're going to do a whole section on what's next soon. We've got a billion super chats and we want to get to a Mets fan for life says it's been said a million times, but I'm done. There are going to be some people that are not happy with this. My son said that today. Yeah. He, after the match was over, he was so sad and I had to tuck him in right before the show, but he stood up and said, dad, never watching WWE again and went to bed. And I was, I don't even know what to do with that. Considering how much this kid loves professional wrestling. Yeah, I'm going to ask Luis uh, to separate the ones that are about Cody winning uh, or Roman winning being good. That way we can kind of streamline our show a little bit more. But Joseph McLean says, seems like based off the camera angle of Cody in the ring, I can see the storyline with The Rock from Mania 28-29. I don't want Roman to hold the title for another year. I don't think there are enough satisfying stories left. Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think there are enough satisfying stories left. Uh, Kim Gray says, I'm just tired. Tired of the same stuff. My kid is heartbroken. I'm sad. May not watch tomorrow. I felt like this could have culminated and people would have been like, what an incredible run. What what an incredible story. What an incredible build. What an incredible moment. Now I feel like there are a lot of people that no matter what will be like, this is past its expiration no matter what the route is. And that's the risk you run. Brandon Charles Powell says, with the TurboTax sponsorship, I'm expecting an appearance from IRS calling us tax cheats. Nick Khan couldn't even give us that. (laughs) Anthony Velazquez says, tired of standard Roman Reigns match, template ref bump leads to overbooked nonsense, and babyface always loses. Ref bumps this weekend were weak as shit. Just real bad. Not convincing at all. that That was the low light for me in a lot of that. Not convincing, not smart, not different. It's yeah. That to me is the bigger issue here. I think I can take a result I'm not happy with. That's uh, for because people have been tweeting at me when I said garbage finish, uh, and I keep seeing people throwing throwing it at me. Ha ha ha! Your guy lost. That's not what I'm mad about. I can take anything. Look, I've been watching wrestling 35 years. Obviously, I can take a change in finish, but it's the way it happened more than anything else. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Got a lot more on this. Benjamin McBride says, I fully respect the decision to keep it on Roman, but man, something needs to change now. Willing to wait, but Lord, Roman versus GSP? (laughs) Well, GSP's a free agent now, too. He's not with Endeavor and the UFC. But uh, Conor McGregor tweeting about this deal as well, the, the sale. JWR says, it's what you get for breaking the throne. WWE broke my heart. This is a Vince ending. I'll tell you that that we did report on FightfulSelect.com. They are at least denying that. Yeah. Do you believe them? Look, I'm not saying believe or don't believe. But what I am saying is they are telling you 
that it's not Vince. They have been saying every time they're asked, Vince isn't back. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. So therefore, just off of what they're saying, I think you are within reason to put blame on Hunter. You have to at this point. I think that... Yes. Um, I know there's everybody... The, there's a real possibility that he just ain't that good at booking. Like, <laughs> that's the thing is, I, I every time something bad happens, people go, oh, Vince must be back. Vince must be back. And the company goes, no, he's not. So I feel like you have take it at face value then and put the blame there put it on he, he booked big Cass and enzo against sylvester lafort and what's his face like he's he's been off Play, he's he had, pushed bull dempsey he's had some off he's he's had some off periods and I just think I'm not well I don't want to play that game I don't want to play the well it's Vince when it's bad and it's Hunter when it's good nope it's all WWE when it's good and WWE when it's bad. And that's how you need to look at it. Fabian Street says, last night was great. Tonight left a better taste in my mouth between Roman winning and Shane coming back. Bad booking. Where does Cody go now? The redemption story is, seems like what Triple H is hinting at, at the very least. Lilo Diggs says, I'll say this. I think Roman calling solo, beating down the Usos. Uh, Monday cements a face turn, main event Jay and main event Jimmy. No, it doesn't. I don't see them switching right now. I mean, even the Usos had a little bit of aid in in preserving this title. Uh, I mean, Roman maybe punishes him a little bit for losing, but I th I don't think we're seeing that split quite yet. Uh, we uh, get one that says, I'm happy Roman won. Shrug emoji. Don't care for Cody. I mean, that's fine. You're just in a, a severe minority. Jake Salazar says Cody lost because of that Hulk Hogan shirt. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two laughing emojis. Justice is served. Ian Simmons says, to the person who called in or called night two in the stream last night, if you could message me the lottery numbers, I'd appreciate it. And CJ Lilly says, not mad with this story. There's always a plan. I would say that Jay's the full circle moment. and The bloodline has changed now. It's ultimately what's next. I don't think that Jay is going to be the one to knock off Roman. I don't think that. I know a lot of people do. I just don't think that that's going to be the case. I could be wrong. I don't think so. What's the percentage? Wood says, when you talk about Cody, this story, are you talking about controversy? Was Cody upset? How was the morale after the show? It was disbelief it, based on those that I spoke to. Disbelief and like, mm -hmm. well, damn, wonder what they have in store type of thing. Uh, I don't. I think Cody's a pro. I'm sure he was disappointed. But what if this is a story that, that Cody pitched? He had a very distinct vision of what he wanted to do. I don't think so, but, you know, we'll, we'll hear him talk about it eventually, I'm sure. Z Lifestyle says, a beautiful wrinkle in the main event. Cody used the signature move of all the individuals who are influential in his trajectory. Dusty, Dustin, DDP, Orton, Triple H. Young Bucks. Yeah, he hit that pedigree as well. He was yep. telling he the story. With... Yep, I love that. That was very, very cool. That was a, an aspect of the match where we haven't talked much about the match, but everybody's worried about the finish. I thought that was a nice touch, Will. Yeah. Michael Warren says, seeing Brody Jr. ringside almost choked me up. That was very, very cool. And Big L says, forgot negative one being in the front row. Very emotional scene. Sean, to clarify yesterday, a Yenzer is someone from PA. If Snoop is your chief, does that mean you follow his teams now? Would be an upgrade over the... Eh, come on. Come on. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Izzy says, Sean, did you know the results of the match going in? 
Um, I had people that definitely messaged me and said Roman's going over, but you have to understand in this line of work, there are people that try to help and there are people that try to help with quotation marks around it. And they will say things thinking that they can hit on something and then they can, you know, push their narrative or push whatever it is they want out there. And batch results aren't really something that we generally do. Um, I, I like to kind of preserve that a little bit. There are some exceptions, though. I know. And we get accused of that a lot, by the way. Yeah. I see that all the time where they're like, well, why would you subscribe to Fightful? They spoil the show for you. And it's like, uh, one, Fightful, I think, does one of the best jobs uh, and hats off to Sean when he puts together reports of separating simple things like, hey, here's the match order. Hey, here's the producers for the show. And then spoilers below for some of the results of those yeah. segments. But you never, it's its a thing that you don't really dabble in unless it's newsworthy. You know, CM Punk coming out of retirement, sure, that may have been a, uh, a spoiler in the sense of, yeah. you know, spoiling what the show was. But that's also a big industry story. And uh, that was something worth putting out there. But match results, things along those lines, eh, there's no business in that. Uh, yeah, well, for those of you who don't know, when we do these Raw SmackDown pay-per-view rundowns, if I see something that indicates it'll be a spoiler or it's set up with a promo, I'll, put the, I'll separate that. So if you have to scroll down to see that. I also always say, please be cognizant of people who don't want spoilers. And that's why I don't post them outside of the paywall. That's why I say, hey, don't screenshot this. Uh, but we we don't generally do that. We don't generally do that. Shane Slander from Emily Duda says, Stephanie could have had a better match with The Miz than when we got with Shane. That's true. McMahon quad gen genetics are trash emoji. Is it interesting that Steph made a never, never made an appearance all weekend? Yeah. It is a little yeah, that interesting. Is interesting. Yeah, that actually is. For as big of a weekend as this was, everybody yeah. you can imagine is in town. I mean, that's, people that's literally saw Bray Wyatt uh, on the street. But nonetheless, no. Bo Dallas there. was running around, um, but not Stephanie. I find that very interesting. And I, again, FightfulSelect.com reported that I talked to a person within Endeavor that was like, oh, we're very aware of what Stephanie did. And, you know, it's it's well liked but there's a lot in that report check it out fightfulselect.com for those of you who don't already subscribe please do that today alone we had the wrestlemania rundown producers referee assignments we had some rough match times we have a ton of details behind the show we had some spoilers we have details on the finish of wrestlemania we've got alex and kate's sour graps we had rob wilkins doing preview show he killed it this week rob wilkins was putting in that work this week love that guy uh show him some love we had an extensive report on a lot of the feelings of uh, WWE, people within the company, people in Endeavor about that sale. Uh, we had uh, uh, the, the pre-show Q&A as well. Then we had a whole lot of notes this morning. That was just today. Five bucks a month gets you that and a whole lot more. Check it out. Let's resume. <sighs> Let's resume. JWR says, sorry, I meant Vince ending as in a guy who want, we want to go over and doesn't, and we're left with a sad, bitter taste. I understand it. Tristan says, what the hell was the finish? Cody will not have a bigger pop than he would have had tonight winning. Uh, will is right. Dreams are for suckers. 
A Stag saying, after sitting with it, I like the ending. The hero's climb should never be easy. It hasn't been easy. Guys, Cody Rhodes has been on WWE TV. Even if you subtract the six years he was gone, he still debuted 16 years ago. He has 10 years worth of WWE content. When Stone Cold Steve Austin won the title, it was a little over two years after he debuted, and he was saying, I've been wrestling for eight long years. Eight. Like, I think about... uh, you know, obviously, we don't really talk about it anymore, but the one that comes to mind is, you know, when they say Chris Benoit, when JR was screaming his 18-year odyssey, right? And I just yeah. think about the fact that, like, Cody Rhodes is approaching that time period for having been, he, that guy's a veteran here. This isn't somebody who showed up yesterday and, no, there's no struggle. This man has, like, that was another thing I was a little miffed by when they put together the video package for the the match. I thought... They're only showing content from, like, the last year. Cody Rhodes has legacy. He's got dashing Cody Rhodes. He's got undashing. He's got uh, the mustache. He has Stardust. There's so much Cody Rhodes material to run with in uh, with what he's done in WWE that there is a story to tell that his entire career has been triumph over adversity. I completely agree with that. Tino Garcia sends a very generous super chat. Thank you so much for that. And says, hey, guys, my nephew was sad about Cody losing, too. It sucks. I'm in L.A., but recovering from a fractured patella. So I'm following Fightful all week long for the great coverage. Hope you had fun. Minus travel woes. Whew. Will's, Will, my Wednesday and Will's Friday were both uh, really bad. And then Will even shared some of my Wednesday with me uh, in line at a rental place. But. Those are different stories from a different place, but thank you so much, and we hope that you heal up soon, Tino. Thank you so much. Um, Ajay, Ahai, Ajayi says, I want to say this because you said it, Sean. No chance Cody pitched this. Cody knows the business. He knows that finish only exists because they think there's something similar. You might be surprised at some of the bad things that wrestlers pitch. Think about the stuff that we saw in the Cody-verse. Think about it. There was some bad, bad stuff there on an island all its own. I'm not saying that he did, because I don't know that he did. I'm just saying I can't say no until I find out. And there's a good chance I find out. No, he didn't. Michael Keyes says, main event, worst booking decision ever? Yes, yes, it is. I don't know about the worst booking decision ever. I would look at the world title programs between the summer of 2019 and early 2020, and I look at, I, I don't think I've ever seen a consistently poorly booked top title scene in WWE. Of course, WCW, because that was a mess. But like the Fiend even being put in a title match, then that happening, the Kofi situation, Kane getting a t- Kane Velasquez getting a title shot, Brock giving up his money in the bank almost immediately, uh, Goldberg beating the Fiend. Like it, it was just, it was, one of the all-time worst. I'll do a full video, full podcast on that one day. That's how much I I hate that. It was so bad, I almost took a break. I almost took a break from coverage back then. And then the pandemic happened, and I said, well, shit, what else am I going to do? Mr. Showtime People ask says, me often why I started getting into AEW coverage. I'm surprised people haven't pinpointed 
October 4th, 2019 to October 2nd, 2019 to where I started to kind of change my coverage just because I didn't want to be frustrated as much as I have been. And obviously I've kind of opened my coverage back up, but of course. Jake says, only thing that would have made night two any worse would have been if Bray showed up. Yeah, no Bray as well. I hadn't heard that he would be involved. Uh, he's still sidelined with it with an illness. I got a, a bunch of people asking, like, what is it? That's his business. It ain't anybody else's, but he's still sidelined with that. Mr. Showtime says, let's swerve him. Such good shit, pal. Finn Edge was lame. Oscar Belair was okay. Feel bad, but Shane, night one was better. Much. Omar says, duck this company with the biggest finger. I guess it's really going one more year of reigns or two, depending on Rock. Then I still think Roman wins. Fuck. Um, I don't think the rock needs to compete for the title whatsoever, whatsoever. Uh, we've got gamma based comics saying, I know it's apples and oranges, but imagine if there was internet back in the day with Hogan's run, which one, there are a lot of them. And some of them were frustrating, very frustrating Hogan at beating Yoko. Mm-mm, mm-mm. WWR no, look, I, I was very online. I mean, I was obviously 10 years old, but I was very online reading as much as I could. Um, Starcade 97, by the way, like mm-hmm. that was, uh, and mostly because I needed to see what happened because I like watched that match on Scramble Vision and I'm like, was it a fast count? I don't know. Uh, and, but trust me, through Hogan runs, people were online and people did feel frustrated. Yeah. Yep. Um, Getting some uh, notes for for Raw. Oh. Oh, dear. FightfulSelect.com tomorrow morning. We'll have some some uh, notes. Uh, <laughs> Ajay Coleman, I-, I wish you would tell me how to pronounce your name. Says, now I'm just trying to make a point. You can only do much so much as a star. Cody is a star. Don't believe me? Sean's only defense has been... How many people take this? What do you mean? My only defense has been how many people take this? What do you mean? Like, I, I don't have a defense of this booking at all. I don't I don't think it's a good booking. And thank you very much for this generous super chat. And all the super chats that you've sent today, I greatly appreciate that. I just don't have a defense for it. I don't like it. I don't think it's good. I don't... I just don't like it at all whatsoever, Will. Uh, can you add any any sort of color to that? Like, can you have a, a bit of a a justification for it? Um, again, I can think about the Endeavor sale and Roman being the face of the company and wanting the face of the company, kind of representing the championships right now. That's the only thing that I can think of because I would not. I I said before the match, there I I can think of every single title defense Roman has had thus far. And for the most part, there have been some where, yeah, this challenger winning would have been cool, but none of them felt more like the right moment than WrestleMania tonight. And I just feel like they didn't, I don't think they'll get a better opportunity in the sense that if you look at the landscape of faces on the horizon, I see people who say, well, maybe it'll be Jey Uso. We already seen Jey Uso. Um, or maybe it'll be uh, 
I can't even think of who else. Like, uh, who else at this point hasn't Roman already gone through? And I think that Roman facing off with somebody who he's never faced off with and ended up having a compelling match that fans were on the hook for for every single move, I just think the next opportunity isn't going to feel as good. This feels very WrestleMania 2000 to me, where, uh, hey, cool that the heel won in the end and you got to kind of break the hearts of the fans. But, man, you had an opportunity there to do something special with a special crowd, with a special atmosphere, and you chose not to. I have an update on a celebrity set for WWE Raw to work for a an upcoming angle, uh, FightfulSelect.com. Zachary Lemire says, why was so much time before the main event? I mean... <laughs> If you want to impress Endeavor, you learn how to do that because that's what they always do. Uh, your main event goes on as as <laughs> late as possible, but they had to get it in before midnight. Uh, Jake Salazar says, Brazil, and this is chronic can't wrestleitis. Jesus Christ. Uh, WR official says, WWE just invalidated the entire year. Uh, Reigns was stale last year. Sammy was the only thing that kept it bearable. Basically just showed the audience there's no point in watching. I do agree. Sammy saved that angle. Sammy extended the life of the bloodline angle. He made it interesting. He made it hot. He made it good. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that. Abnormally Lillis says, I feel like Triple H is ta uh, talking about stories never ending. It was the wrong thing to say after that finish. Uh, it makes it wrestling feel too soap opera. Like, turn on long-term booking. I want a new belt on Raw. I want any belt on Raw is what I want. I want those three hours to matter. That I watch. Is Roman even advertised for Raw this week? I don't think he is. Bloodline is supposed to be on there based on the information I just got, but um, I don't know if he will be on Raw. I'll find out. Uh, We've just got a ton. He's definitely of not listed on the talent list for the show, and usually they're very quick. I mean, they're very open yeah. about what shows Roman's going to be on because he sells tickets. They want to make sure that people know, and he's not listed. Of course. Real Nerd says, the ending of WrestleMania main event was trash. So disappointed. Jay Hart says, as fans, we have our own view on how the story should play out. Just not the same as WWE. We'll see how it plays out, but it's a bummer. I think the uninspired choices with Asuka, Finn, and Cody went from an all-time mania to just pretty solid. Yeah, but they serve to appease their fan base. That's that's who they make money from. For everybody saying, hey, you can't just appeal to the marks. Yeah, you can. That who's That's who pays for your show. My God. I don't understand this idea of, hey, you shouldn't satisfy people who spend money on your product. Yeah. Oh, man. Boy, we've uh, we've just got a ton of super chats. I'm working to get through them. Lorenzo says, can the immediate sale of the company have changed the result of the match? Sure, but I think this was uh, in the works. Or this was the plan weeks ago. Matthew Hammock says, Cody needed to win. Every Roman match, no matter how good the start or middle is the same, Uso, Solo, or in Balor's case, an act of God. People give MJF crap for the diamond ring, but this is worse. I don't think we need to rely on the same tropes for anything, but uh, or necessarily even need to compare this to anything. It can be bad all its own. Yeah, and Jacob's I think that's the way we need to look at it. Jacob says, SummerSlam 2021 was the last time he won clean. That's a massive problem. It is, and creatively, why wouldn't they have taken a ton of measures to prevent that, Will? Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, Solo being ejected was one of those kind of exciting moments of like, 
yes, we're finally going to get a clean match, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, and let's just do it the way that, you know, can Roman Reigns just win? Actually, I think that would have been a bigger shocking ending if he just speared Cody out of his boots. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh my God, Roman proved he's everything he says he is. But we're just in the same boat we were in a week ago. We have Marcus Ryan saying the feel-good moment should have been finishing the story, then KO and Sammy coming out and all of them celebrating together to close the show. Auntie Collins says, love to SRS and Will. I feel deflated after Mania Night 2. If Cody doesn't take it off Roman, who's left? I'm exhausted. Seeing Roman win by the same tactics again and again feels like I'm going insane. I don't know who's left because when people would ask me that last year before the Sammy thing, I said TBD. I said, we'll know. We'll know when somebody's up. And that somebody is up became Cody. Then it became Cody or Sammy. And neither one of them did it. Neither one of them did it. And that sucks. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking at this stage. I have no idea. I can't look at the horizon. I'm trying to pull the roster up to see what are you going to do next? There ain't nobody. Uh, If it's not either of those. And I don't see it. Oh, we got a whole what's next section. Love Boost says the fact that Cody and Roman didn't touch till tonight only for Roman to retain. It isn't storytelling. It's repetitive. I agree, but I'm glad they didn't touch till tonight. I thought that was very important. Yeah. Philip like says, uh, Philip says, I'm so deflated. Need a hug. Been looking forward to Cody winning it at all, winning it all since he signed just a big old damn. Uh, uh corn cob or corn case says, uh, if Cody wins at SummerSlam, it'll feel forced because of this loss. Will is right. No new ideas. Same old stuff. Na- this was a natural ending for Roman. It was a natural ending for Roman. And then it was also a natural progression for Roman to go to uh, the bloodline split and blame it on somebody else. Uh, Jacob says Cody left WWE after being screwed. He comes back and continues being screwed by WWE. Cody may be different, but he's the same old. It's the same old WWE. I won't say that across the board. I think there have been some changes as well. Mm-hmm. Ruby says Xavier Woods for Universal Champion. He's the only one in New Day who hasn't been World Champion. I think there's a story for him in the future as well. Anna Rudd says I've never been this deflated after a wrestling show. And Mark Mac Bronson says this is basically Darth Vader killing Luke Skywalker, and the movie ends after that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dan V says, the way this ended made me feel dumb. What a horrifically bad decision where WWE passed on Roman's reign, ending on the highest of notes twice. I don't care about a Cody rematch. They blew it. Yeah, they blew it. And Cam's saying it's got to be Jay White. I don't think so. It says it's got to be Jay White. Any news on Jay White? I don't know. That ain't him either. He ain't going to win that title from Roman. I don't think it's going to be Jay Uso either. Because guess what? Jay Uso didn't win it from him. Damn. We're going to try to, I don't want to say speed through some of these super chats. We will respond to them. Mako says Mania 9 had the better ending. No. No, this was a better ending than Mania 9. I will say that. Yeah, because Mania 9 took an ending that was like deflating in a sense and then was like, hey, we're going to deflate you even harder by giving you this guy you've been absolutely sick of and hasn't been involved in anything this year. And make him champ again. Yeah. Nah, Mania 9 still the worst. CM Although said I kind of marked for that as a kid. 
Not gonna CM lie. says WWE did an amazing job of showing everyone in AEW the grass on the other side is wilted and dead. I mean, Cody was main eventing Mania, so I disagree with that. Yeah. WWR official with a generous one. Thank you. Says 20 plus year fan. I'm pretty sure I'm done with this human rights violation of a company. <laughs> Tired of them spitting in my face over and over again. See, this one doesn't have me near that breaking point because there was still plenty of positive this this weekend. Mm-hmm. But it was it was very it was bad. It was bad. I didn't like it. And um, I don't see a positive in it. I'm willing to see what they do. I'm willing to give this regime uh, a little more rope. But sometimes they just hang themselves with it still. JB Love says Cody bringing negative one and giving the belt was classy. AF warmed my heart right before WWE broke it. Big F you to whoever made this decision. Yeah. Uh, and again, I will work to find out more on that. But the negative one thing was it was special and it was very, very cool. Daniel says, do you think the fact that Cody helped start AEW played into tonight's call? We know how Vince, Triple H, or whoever was calling the shots treated some of the WCW guys back in the day. Thoughts? I'm not ready to rule it out, Will, because uh, we saw how that worked out. We saw Booker T lose a match that he should have won at WrestleMania when Booker T was like one of the guys, one of the few new guys that WCW built. They loved proving that they were better. They went out of their way to prove they were better. If the call was for Cody to take a loss before ultimately getting a championship, I would have just had him lose that match to Solo if that was really what was necessary. Because like they did do that to Goldberg, right? Where it's like, Goldberg, you're going to come in. You're going to become our world champion. But we're going to beat you at SummerSlam first. And then we'll give you the title. And I thought, if that's their line of thinking, I... It shouldn't have been here. Biggest stage of them all. Uh, And I think what's probably going to go down as a record-breaking WrestleMania in every regard. Um, I have a feeling they'll put the numbers out tomorrow that say that this broke and shattered every single WrestleMania record they've ever had. Oscar says, what if Triple H booked night one and Vince booked night two? That didn't happen, but you never know, right? Like... Night Track says the booking of the women also shows Triple H's weak spots. Yes, it absolutely does. It certainly does. Emily Duda, nightmare prediction. Roman's reign ends in a whimper by something like an injury, and this was all for nothing. That is obviously a concern. Or that, that they it, triple threat it and he doesn't get pinned at all. Oh, don't do that. And yeah, I was thinking about the injury idea because uh, actually I was just talking about this with Denise and we were talking about it was when Josh Woods got hurt. And I was like, you hate to see a record setting reign in that way. And, uh, you know, John Cena had the same deal when he got injured at the end of his 380 day reign. And yeah, no, I would. Oh, my God. If a 900 plus day reign ended and luckily Rome is not around enough to where hell he could get injured in the next advertised event, by the way, I looked it up that Roman is advertised for is SummerSlam. Uh, but he's literally, and obviously that can change. They've, yeah, they've added him, they've added him to Raw's and SmackDown's. Um, yeah. With like a couple weeks notice. Uh, but as far as it's concerned right now, every Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-view listed up until SummerSlam, the only one that has Roman Reigns advertised as a talent is SummerSlam. You mean Josh Alexander, not Josh Woods, by the way. Did I say Josh Woods? I I I would love to see a Josh Woods push, though. I think he's great. I think he's wonderful. (laughs) I can't believe I said Josh Woods, but Josh Alexander. (laughs) Raw Respada says, I can't believe I let WWE pull me back in with the Bloodline story and Cody's Mania build. Done with WWE again until, at least until they change. 
that's not good that we've gotten numerous of those, Will. It is not good at all. Falarge no. says, uh, thanks for all the coverage. Just got home. So July 7th at MSG, Cody winning. We've heard multiple times that he wants to win it in that building. Well, let me take a look when that is. A SmackDown, I doubt it. Jacob says, at the end of the day, I'm not going to let one bad decision ruin what was a fantastic weekend. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. I'm in agreement with you, Jacob. That's how I feel. Am I bummed? Yes. Am I going to let it ruin things? No, I'm not mad about it. It's wrestling. Bako 5. I was starting to have faith in WDB and Triple H, but tonight killed all that faith. Adding that McMahon seems to be weaseling back in, losing interest. I certainly understand that. Uh, if you if you have a problem with the things that Vince has done or, or been okay with and don't want to watch and don't want to support something he's a part of, I fully get it. Alex Lawrence says, the main event was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Finish the story. LOL. WWE beats AEW and Vince's mind. But Gunther is God. Zach says, what a terrible decision. Sammy stopped the bloodline from becoming stale. And now that storyline, we read that one. Luis, his, his only slip up tonight. Evangelina says, there are better stories, maybe, with other wrestlers like Jay or Seth. But maybe the, the star power Cody has seems ridiculous to ignore. A rematch is also stupid. If you mean Jay White, I don't agree. I don't agree that Seth Rollins necessarily has the better story either because we have seen Seth Rollins at that mountaintop before. The best story was Cody getting it. I just, I don't see it. I know that people want to see them go back to the beginning. But that, I, I don't see it. Uh, don't worry, we are getting your super chat. We're going through them. Uh, General Kenobi says Roman gets to a thousand days. Braun Breaker beats him, and we get a T-shirt saying Rain Breaker. I don't think Braun Breaker should be anywhere near beating Roman Reigns for that title right now. Um, Unless they believe that his reign is going to beat Bruno San Martino's, then at that point, maybe we could talk about Braun Breaker. Yeah, yeah. Corbin says, "Want both of your opinions on this? Where does Cody go from here?" Well, we've got again. I'm gonna I'm gonna slide that down to what happens next. We we got sections um, for that, but not everybody is bummed out by this ending. Trey Cash sent a very generous super chat and says, "All hail the tribal chief." I was in the minority of people who thought it was too soon and too easy for Cody to win this way. I think people wanted him to beat Roman just because they're tired of Roman but the same way they were tired of Jordan and Brady. No, it ain't the same for me. To me, I'm exhausted of this. Like I, It's been the same thing with the same finishes for a long time. Um, and, and Mark is saying, oh, but they, they, they couldn't have guessed that Sammy with Knoxville. Maybe they could make Jay the guy. Jay already like had his story arc for that specific thing, I feel like. Um, I, it's not the Jordan Brady thing for me. I like Roman Reigns a lot as a performer. I think he's very important and it's very important to keep Roman strong as they once said, but I look at it and I'm like, I I want this to progress in a different way than it's Roman not being on raw very often. No top prize being competed for on a show that I spend three hours watching an hour and a half reviewing ready for something different. What's the percentage Wood said hated the finish, but I get it. Still think Cody's the guy, the guy but I understand why he didn't win it on his first try. I don't. I There's don't. nothing wrong with people winning it on their first try, by the way. I think yeah. that this idea that they have to have some adversity and then come back. No, just 
do it. Just give people the moment in the moment. There hasn't been enough of that. When people go, oh, well, you know, maybe they should, uh, it's, you can't just give people what they want all the time. You haven't been giving people what they want. People wanted Sami Zayn to win back at Elimination Chamber. You can every once in a while do something that the fans are looking for. Jesse, thank you for the comment on my blazer. I appreciate it. Uh, but we have some more people in support of Roman. Matt says, spoiler, Reigns has been disqualified because he forgot to do his taxes. Use TurboTax. Buy into it. Uh, S. Martinez says, I am I surprised they haven't brought IRS in for this sponsorship deal, by the way. Oh, they gotta. They gotta. S. Martinez says, bro, I told all my friends Cody was going to lose. Biggest reason for thinking that it was so expected for him to win to me that he had to lose. I completely disagree with that. Predictable isn't bad if it's good. It can just be a good story. That like that's it can be a good story, and I'm completely fine with that. Jaden says Roman winning how he always has is the last thing I expected, but that improved the match for me to be honest. But I still see your point, Will. It's okay if you liked it. There's nothing wrong with that. Different strokes for different folks. Corey Poindexter says, everyone's so quick to think it's because Vince is back at creative. Maybe God is Samoan and acknowledges the tribal chief to come back to Quizzlemania. Uh, God is more likely Samoan than white. That much I'll tell you. Uh, Air Cool says, I was never on board with Cody winning. He hasn't gone through the same struggles Sammy or Jay have in regards to him dealing with Roman. Um, and says that one dethrones, that dethrones Roman should not be a new three-month guy. No, that's what? the good. That's a good thing because all of these people thing. are so tied to Roman that the idea yeah. of bringing somebody from the outside because Roman has gotten in all of their heads already, but somebody who's got a fresh, clear mind should be the one to beat him. That's a good story. And Stone Cold Fox says Cena won the title at Mania on his first try in twenty one. That wasn't his first try, but Cena got his first title shot like less than a year after he debuted. And held his own. And guess how long Cena had been in the company? Less than three years when he won the title. Mm -hmm. Batista, less than three years when he won the title. Brock, a year when he won the title. The Rock, a couple of years when he won the title. Stone Cold Steve Austin, just over two years when he won the title. Triple H was a longer one that had to overcome all this stuff. And the deep push because of King of the Ring. It was like four, four a little years. over four years. Mick Foley, just over what three? It was under three years when he won the title. Kane, that character, less than a year after he debuted. Kurt Angle, what like under a year? Yeah, he won in October. He debuted in November. Big Show, the year he debuted. We're talking Attitude Era here, guys. One of the most popular eras of this shit right here. AJ Styles, if we want to go more recent. AJ Less than Styles, a year. yeah. You can do I, it. I, yeah, you can absolutely do it. And dare I say, someone who does win it earlier, they seem like their championship material. John Jones in the UFC. Okay, GSP didn't win it his first try, but you know what? He won it pretty damn early in his career. But you had John Jones as a phenom. He ain't been beat yet. Ah, <sighs> brother. Mio Rap says, I wonder if the poor business after Mania 2019, where Seth, Kofi, and Becky all won, may WWE think that going with all face wins at Mania is a bad idea. 
Maybe they should more consider the bad booking they had by putting Becky in an angle with Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin. Uh, Kofi, I thought some of Kofi's stuff was pretty good, actually. But, you know, uh, some of the other stuff that was there, I mean, Seth's, Seth's booking was dog shit. It was horrible. It was really bad. That's what they should be looking at. Yeah, you can't look at, well, we did all this crappy shit immediately after we did all these things. So, therefore, the things we did are the problem, not the crappy shit we did that followed. Whew. Trying to get through all these. And Simmons says, which is worse, Shinsuke's loss to gender or this? Um, This. Shinsuke's loss to gender took place in it wasn't even the main event people had kind of it stunk but you and it stunk for kind of the same reasons of like hey we've got somebody fresh in the title picture and you did the same exact finish you've done for all of gender's matches you didn't come up with any new ideas you just gave us the same stuff but at least that was middle of the show and there was plenty more to come on that very show needless to say uh will's getting bonus pay for tonight because we still got some chats. Luis, our good friend, is doing a great job, but let's let's get through these. Tony P says, it's like WWE, and like most times, can't help fumbling from a breeze. You had a mania that could have outshined 17, just had to do the simple thing. Why can't this company help themselves? The fact that so many times their booking has been, we're going to fucking do it. We're going to do that shitty booking thing. And then they do the opposite to be like, ah, just kidding, we got you. That shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't rely on the fact that we are so confident that you will book things so shittily that we pop when you don't. Jay Reckless says, a little extra for all your hard work this week. Finish of the main event was the payoff to long-term booking. Cody smashed the throne. Triple H finally got his payback. (laughs) Kidding, but definitely an unexpected finish. Cody Roman floored me, but I'm kind of okay with it. As long as they have something up their sleeve, I always preferred Seth to be the guy or a debuting Jay White, Kenny. Well, if it's Kenny, it ain't going to be till next year. I don't want that. If it's Jay White, it's a guy that quite honestly, a large part of this audience will have to be educated on. This is not somebody that has a wealth of national television exposure. Um, And Seth, I just don't, I've seen him at the mountaintop. Not, and I've seen him take it from Roman on top of that. I've seen him snatch it from the grasps of Roman in the main event at WrestleMania. Denied says, the thought process of wanting to see, how could they do that in this moment? Shock factor is awful. Brock breaking the streak was shock factor. This was just disappointment. Some similar reactions, though. Some absolutely similar reactions where people were like, oh my God. Brandon Charles Powell says, seems like lately in wrestling, when they don't peel the, feel, pull the trigger at the right time, when they finally do, it doesn't feel as big as it could have been. The acclaimed comes to mind. Still a hot one, but the night of could have been like even hotter. Dark Saturday says, I have to work in three hours. Redownloaded Peacock on my phone to watch Cody, a man partially responsible for making me want to be a wrestler, make history. Should have gone to bed. Have money. Sorry, my friend. I hope you enjoy work tomorrow. Justin LaRose, uh, thank you for the generous super chat, says the main event screams Vince. I've asked. I've been set, I've been told no. He was there tonight, though, as you would expect. Joel says, I've seen many, many blaming Vince. Didn't Vince re-sign Cody and put him over Seth three times? Is it Jay Uso who beats Roman? I don't think it's Jay Uso that beats Roman. Um, but 
yes, Vince booked Cody exceptionally well. He booked him against the same goddamn guy repeatedly, but he did book Cody well, and I thought that that was a very important thing to lure AEW talent over. Uh, you got to book him right. Ronan says, shout out to Righteous Reg. The media man called it. They had that a, a thousand days graphic in the draft. Well, yeah, now he's hitting a thousand days. It's going to happen. If It's not going to ha- happen otherwise. Anna Rudd says, it's been 16 years since Cody's debut. KJK Games says, feel like this would have been like Brian or Kofi not winning their mania moments. Just don't get it. This is one of those slam dunks, Will. To me, it is Kofi. To me, it is Brian. There's, they didn't do it. They could have done it. They could have done it. But again, something unique. That's all I wanted. I just wanted something different. Just a different finish, please. But no, uh, okay. guys, this was a moment for Cody. Yeah, guys, we're starting to finally chip away at these super chats. But if you want to get them in, go ahead and get them in. Get them in. Parker's, Roman, Parker says, Roman's reign of terror has just begun. Aaron Busby says, the only question I have is now what? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna spend a little more time on that too, which will largely be <laughs> Thanks for the super chats. We appreciate you. Uh MJ MC Junkie says night one was awesome. Let's pay service to the fans. Night two, let's just say F the fans. Oscar Balor, Cody lose consecutively. Well, I mean, Oscar and Balor, you can't say F the fans there. I mean, the baby faces won those matches. Uh, Balor's right. in the most underwhelming match in the card. I I can't put blame on that either. He had a giant gash in his head. Shit happens. He says, Cody, in typical BS fashion, Roman's reign jumped the shark tonight. I agree with that. I think it Do jumped th- the shark a little while ago, but they've had, there is at least a destination in sight, which was, well, if you can just hold on till Mania, you know, you'll at least get a satisfying conclusion. And the fact that nah, it's still going to continue. It's Johnny Garcia says Monday Endeavor announces they bought WWE Wednesday on Dynamite. Tony Khan announces he bought Endeavor as the new king of combat sports. Um, if they if Endeavor does announce tomorrow or whenever myself and Jimmy Van will go live for a special show. Jimmy Van, who has owned, has sold, has bought in, been bought out of multiple companies, we'll have some some very great insight onto that. K775 asks if I think Becky and Lita drop the tag titles tomorrow. Yes, I do. I have nothing to indicate they will, but yes. Uh, Shock of Ages gives us a nice change of pace, says my faith in WWE isn't completely gone for one reason. Gunther, let him run with it and get the Elvis impersonator here out of the record books. I agree. Honky Tonk Man sucks, sucked, and always will suck. There was nothing good about him. He wasn't a good wrestler. He wasn't a good performer. It wasn't a good gimmick. He didn't have good matches. He didn't have good promos. He didn't have a good reign. I am consistently shocked that they did this gimmick, that they gave him that reign. The most memorable part of his reign is an absolute dog shit human beating him in about 20 seconds for it. Because Butch Reed couldn't be arsed to show up to work, allegedly. <sighs> oh, the honky tonk man. I saw you love the honky tonk man? No. Uh, I saw I him s- too. I saw, yeah. I saw that motherfucker. <laughs> I got yeah. no problems with him personally, but I saw him. Sucked. Sucked. But our show is going to go about as long as his title reign, I think. 
Uh, Marcus Ryan says, Breaker debuting on Raw and winning the U.S. title is more of a chance than getting a world title push already. I completely agree with that, too. Um, I think there's more of a chance of him doing that. I wouldn't mind seeing Braun Breaker challenge Gunther and get his ass whipped in that a little bit. And um, I wouldn't mind seeing him in, in that type of program. I don't want him to win it, though, because fuck honking talk, man. Do you think um, Braun's getting called up? Yes, I do. I think it's probably time. Because, you know, the thing I want to see from Braun a little bit more of uh, is I feel, you know, I say it all the time. Every good baby face is rooted in a good heel. And I think that uh, we've seen that time and time again. That's how The Rock became The Rock. That, yeah, you know, being a, a good athlete is good something that fans can recognize, but until you've got a persona that people can latch themselves onto, they don't really have much to go with. And I think that I would like to see what Braun is able to do working as a heel before we just kind of pull him into the, the weeds. We have BB saying question. Uh, hey, Sean and will question for Sean. How's the raw after mania plans looking hopeful. Thank you for all you guys do. Um, I'll mention this on the air. I broke on Fightful Select. Bad Bunny is supposed to be uh, at Raw. I had uh, heard that there were pitches for him to be involved with Dominic Mysterio in the future, which I think makes an awful lot of sense for what he's doing. Um, I can tell you based on the early plans I got, Cody's there. Uh, they've got some plans for him. Uh, the, the bloodline is supposed to be there. I don't know if cody or if roman's supposed to be there but uh, we'll have some early notes tomorrow in our select portions update on fightfulselect.com dan v says this proves there's absolutely no plan with roman's reign he just beat the rock anyway uh doing sammy and cody again with one of them winning would never be as big as montreal and tonight just awful well he should beat the rock if the rock ever comes back he should absolutely beat the rock and i'm not talking about that one and one shit that happened with cena he should 100 beat the rock i wouldn't be mad if he completely squashed the rock i would i just as long as he beat the rock it should absolutely happen you pass the torch um we've also got kelly saying i'm done with wwe till roman's no longer the champions all his matches are the same interference ref bump near fall interference wins I agree. I understand that sentiment. Sentiment certainly, absolutely. Uh, Jake Salazar says Cody Rhodes is going to come out singing "When You Believe" by My Mariah Carey tomorrow night. What album maybe, was maybe, that on? I have them all right here. Maybe uh, on the phone to whoever he's going to talk to uh, tomorrow night. Stone Cold uh, says if the bloodline continues, it could turn into the NWO getting old and stale. Well, it certainly could, but I mean the the prime of the bloodline has already lasted about as long as the prime of the NWO. Like it went from what the May 2000 or May 96 to, yeah, I mean, late 98, early 99, they reformed. They, they got back together, all that good stuff. Jay Hart says, I think my last chat got misconstrued. I think WWE dropped the ball on most of this night, especially ending of Cody and Roman. Still interested to see where this goes, but they definitely fumbled night two overall, especially Finn and Cody, kind of Asuka. I mean, it's okay if you feel that way, certainly. Um, I, I understand if you wanted Finn to win that match. 
I'm okay with Oscar not winning, but I mean, I think Oscar should have probably gotten a, a bigger mania moment by now. Anna Rudd says never. Uh, actually, we we just read that one, but he says that he won't be the one to dethrone Reigns. It's my fault for buying into this story. And Jared sent a nice super chat, a generous one that says, after AJ's injury, Cody worked with uh, the club. Some any chance the club helps Cody with the beating, the bloodline, with his connection to the Bullet Club outside of WWE. The last I heard a couple weeks ago was that they were just now cooking up some creative for the club after Mania. And the last I heard was that AJ wasn't close to returning, or at least wasn't imminent. I'm glad they that are sucks. cooking up some creative for them because it kind of sucks that they were just like signed and, hey, we don't really have anything for you beyond what AJ Styles was doing. And now that AJ Styles is out, we got nothing for you. That feel that feels honestly like their entire WWE careers as a tag team. I would have rather they joined Judgment Day for four months just because Finn was there. And then the moment AJ shows up, they're like, see ya. Bye. Because that, that also been... seems like a very them thing to do. But mm -hmm. also, I think they would have been very funny in segments with Dominic. Like, very, very, very funny. Like, I... I could see Dominic like trying to intimidate Gallows and making him flinch type of thing. Like, I think yeah. there's some really good stuff that could have happened there. Some more uh, positives of Roman winning. Mark Gordon says, seeing a lot of folks saying they're starting to feel there'll be more than Jay to dethrone Raymond or Roman. What if Sammy and Cody were have never been the end game? I just don't see an approach where it's really been Jay after Jimmy came back. Am I alone in this? No, I don't think it was ever Jay. I think Jay was just kind of an incidental thing because of the fact that Jimmy was out. Uh, and yeah, there's some cool stories around the fact that Jay has been kind of used and abused by Roman, but I've never seen him as the guy. He's never come off as somebody who has been primed and positioned to beat Roman Reigns. And uh, unless something about that's going to change because the person who beats Roman Reigns, I think people are thinking of this kind of narrowly. They're thinking about the bloodline story, but ultimately Roman Reigns has a very significant world title reign. One of the most significant title reigns that we've ever lived to see for certain. And I think whoever wins it, ha it has to be bigger than the bloodline story. It has to be, uh, and granted, there's not a whole lot bigger than it. But what I mean by that is you have to think bigger picture. Is this a person who can then carry the ball for a little bit afterwards? I don't know that Jey Uso is that guy, but they're certainly not doing much to test the waters to find out if he is. They're, I haven't seen much of a Jey Uso singles run. We haven't seen him uh, close out any shows as a singles guy to find out if he's the guy to beat Roman Reigns. And that's what I mean when I say I don't see it. I'm going to ask our moderator, Luis, to put some of the pitches people have to beat Roman Reigns uh, in in its own section so we can kind of streamline that as well. Maddie says people got mad when Drew lost at Clash and Sammy at Chamber. I trust the process. And uh, we did have a super chat that said should have been Drew. Uh, but you're trusting the process, but you're also like the mouse on the spinning wheel. Um, <laughs> eventually, I'll get somewhere, but only when your owner moves. Shytown Spurs says Triple H trick y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Meet Norman says in the immortal words of Luke Owen, who I love, great guy, he says this company. Uh, Orlando says I enjoyed the main event, didn't mind the finish. Would have been happy if Cody Cody won. Now Roman is going to go 
for 1,000 days. Um, Arbitrary yeah. milestone because 945 <laughs> is still really good. Yeah. And it guess guess what a thousand means? Really nothing. Really nothing. Because guess how long Bruno held it? And Bob Backlund and Hogan. A lot fucking longer than one thousand. It's like when I hear people say, Oh, but Roman had to beat CM Punk's record. What record? What record? Huh? Get out of here. Get out of here. Now Roman, I mean there is a categorical difference in Roman having this reign and Bruno doing the type of shows that he did without cable yeah. TV and Backland as well. Because if cable TV was around back then, neither one of those men are holding those titles for that long anywhere. For a while, early 2000s, looked like we would never see a year-long champion again. Now we see so many that it's not that big of a deal when we see a year-long champion. There's been like 20 of them over the last decade across all their brands. There's been just been a ton. A thousand is special, but I'm like, ah, okay. You know what else would have been more special? Cody winning the damn title. Yeah. Jason says, I honestly don't mind Roman one. He's on the run of a lifetime and I'm excited to see what's more to come. Also solo helping at the end was his way of saying F you to Cody for all of the disses. Yeah. It sure was, and him just doing his job. What's the percentage? Wood says, I love Roman, but I was ready for the rain to end, but I'm more than willing to let it play out with this new regime as opposed to the old one. Guess that's just me op being optimistic. There's nothing wrong being optimistic, especially if it helps you enjoy a subjective television show to a higher degree. By all means. Please be. Yeah, if you want to do that, also if you want to be a punching bag, go ahead. <laughs> you want to be a punching bag for Triple H? <laughs> He's just getting out his aggression on you. Sure, have at it. But I, I don't. I don't find anything wrong with that at all. Uh, Ethan says I agree with the decision of the main event. Roman hits a thousand days, which doesn't happen hardly ever. Well, you know, besides three other times, uh, and says Cody can have his moment eventually. Love the match. Love the ending. Sets up so many storylines. I legitimately would have rather somebody else challenged for the world title than Cody not have won it. Yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, the way that Denied feels is saying, exactly, Will, arbitrary. So incredibly stale and underwhelming. Roman saying that they are only in the third inning of this run makes me want to claw my eyes out. They're the third inning of a 20 to nothing blowout <laughs> where teams went through all of their bullpen already. You got to bring in the left fielder to pitch at this point. That's how Jose Canseco blew out his elbow at one point. Come on. Third inning, Will. Third inning. I feel like we're in the third inning of these Super Chats. Love you guys. We got a lot of pitches from people. We're going to collect. Him. Chris Kessler wants Gunther. Anti and Brick wants Lashley, AJ, Sheamus, Orton, any of them. Yuna says, is it Seth? Antonio says, Seth and Randy. Uh, Elite Biscuit says, a returning Big E is all I got. Ryan Jackson says, can you do Seth versus Roman? He's massively over, never lost to him. N. Simmons says the only person left is Seth. He's the only lost uh, on the Roman title reign. Only person who broke Roman. Other than that, I don't know who. Anthony Landry says Roman and Heyman said the story is only in the third inning. The only way you can take this to the second and third act is bringing The Rock in for a major twist. 
Uh, N. Simmons says, uh, now that you can, now that Cody is lost, bring it back full circle with Jay. Them losing and Roman uh, telling them they disgraced the bloodline is an easy layup. Have Roman destroy Jimmy? Possibly. But any of those names, Gunther, if he gets white hot, he's possible, but he needs to get white hot. Seth Rollins, I feel like they have been at this before. I feel like they've done it before. Randy Orton, hell no, not Randy Orton. That's a 14-time champion. You're not going to gain anything out of making it Randy Orton. You need somebody that can gain from it. Cody could gain from it. Um, Who who else? All kinds of people were mentioned there. Did any of them strike you? And and Punks are Punks saying, honestly, it was time for, for Drew and Cardiff. No, I know Drew didn't have his moment at Mania because of the, the pandemic, but no, that was he wasn't hot right enough for it then. No, yes, I agree. Any of those do anything for you? Maybe Goldberg. Ooh, that's a good one. I could see that. He's a young upstart. I would love to see that. Uh, Endeavor star Connor McGregor. I mean, that's one thing I'm interested in, by the way, is. <laughs> I think we probably do start to see a lot more crossovers. Um, I think Especially that, to promote big pay-per-views. Yeah. Uh, I think bringing UFC guys in to work WWE angles and matches, I could see a lot of that happening. On the other side of that, WWE guys who want to try their hand at getting their faces caved in, I could see that. Uh, so that actually turns into a really interesting scenario, especially I'm, I'm like keeping a complete eye on my WWE sure. stock, uh, tomorrow. Cause I want to see how that all <laughs> plays out. We also have uh Hamp Connell saying, why didn't WWE think of marketing a thousand days before giving Cody the title shot? I'll bet it's because they didn't even realize it until it was too late. They need to get their heads out of their asses. They, knew. I, I, they've been, they've they been knew. on it for a they while. Knew. Yeah. Joseph Snurk said someone called Hell in a Cell the most underwhelming match on the card when that women's four-way was on second. That one was not not very good at all. I agree. Um, I think I'll just people expect... I feel like there were, weren't high expectations for that match, but there were for Hell in a Cell because I thought that Edge was going to go full 2006 against Mick Foley and be like, I see what you all are saying, but I'm going to do some crazy shit. And that just didn't happen. Spencer says, I want both opinions. Who ends Roman? I am back to where I was a year ago. The answer is TBD, Will Washington. And I hate that because it had been TBD for a year and a half. And over the last year, it became Sammy and or Cody. And now it's TBD again. If you asked me a year ago, I said the answer was Cody. Though as hot as that match with Seth was, as big of a deal as his return was, my immediate thought was, I don't know when, but you can get him to Roman Reigns with how much buzz he's generating in this return. Yeah. We've got... um, And I don't see that a year later now. Like a year ago, I could say next year, could definitely see Cody. Right now... There's nobody I'm looking at right now that I have that same feeling about, and that's too bad. Courtney says, I hope Roman winnings means he is a money in the bank. I don't know what you mean by that, uh, but or he is at money in the bank is what I think you meant to say. Uh, I hope he is too, because that's a major show, and I'm planning on going to London to that show. 
So I hope so. Matt Scales says, hey, Sean and Will, thanks for all the great work. Do you think this means Cody wins money in the bank? I do not want to see a cheap cash in beat Roman Reigns. I want to see a clean as a sheet win. Oh, that would be the worst if anybody won. If Roman loses these reigns to a money in the bank cash in, uh, I will have lost all faith in any competent booking as far as this yep. is concerned. Corn case saying people saying Cody had no adversity are wrong. The adversity was him leaving WWE to pretend or prove he's a superstar. Nobody in WWE could uh, beat Roman from uh, somebody else outside. Cody could have a thousand days is clearly more important to WWE IMO. And I agree with corn case. The adversity are all the letters he had scribbled on the back of that weight belt, which is every promotion that he worked for outside of WWE because what he wanted to do was prove that he wasn't the nepotism hire that didn't pan out. And he did that. That was, that was his adversity. And then he came to WWE and tore his peck off his bone and wrestled a match with a torn peck. Blake Meek says this wasn't the time for Cody. The story is just starting and it wasn't the right call. IMO. He doesn't even necessarily need to be the one to beat Roman as long as he gets his ending. No. That's the real the real start to his story was 2016 when he helped start a trend that was not happening then, Will Washington, of people who had nice WWE contracts that said goodbye. And listen, Jake Hager has not gone onto those heights. Ryback has not gone onto those heights. Wade Barrett. Never wrestled again. But there were a group of people then that started to say, you know, maybe not. Maybe not. And there was no strong option there. Impact was on like Destination America at that point. There were no real good options. Cody made his option. So that wasn't the start of the story. This is not brand new. Derek Gordon doesn't want to give uh, Colby Covington a mic in WWE. Shit me either, man. But let, nothing gets Endeavor hard in their pants, quite like giving Colby Covington title shots. Nothing. They just love it. Final Buff says, I was in SoFi Stadium, which tells you how long we've been on the air. The fact that you got out of SoFi Stadium and you can actually <laughs> send us a super chat. Uh, says, and Cody losing sucked the energy out of the crowd. It's the biggest live event in wrestling. Why not pull the trigger now? I wish I had a good answer for you. And yeah. That reaction wasn't quite The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, Will, but it was very clearly something that made the penises of many people very soft. And fortunately, we've got something that can help you out. BlueChew.com and the Code Fightful, our longest-running spite fight or fightful sponsor here. And uh, let me tell you, they'll keep you running long. They're not going to leave you disappointed or flaccid after your main event. You're going to have that main event performance, that main event conclusion that satisfies everybody. Listen, discretion is the better part of valor. And Blue Chew gets that done for you. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy so that nosy Nelly behind the counter isn't going, Hello, Will Washington. Your penis stuff is here. For the erections, the harder, stronger erections, the fantastic sexual performance. She's not going to say that because she's not. she's got nothing to do with it. The doctor's not going to look at you and go, ha, ha, hey, buddy, what's that? You need that confidence? 
Uh, right here's for you because you don't have to go to the doctor in person. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. Yeah, you talk to their online physician, and if approved, it's shipped straight to your door. Now, I got to be honest with you. The mailman's going to know, but he's not going to know because it's listed on the package. It arrives in a discreet package, but word's going to get around. Once you start slinging that erect, hard penis around, people are going to be talking about it. And, you know, maybe it's the nosy Nelly behind the desk at the pharmacy. Maybe you got a little thang thang with her. And the next thing you know, she can't keep her mouth shut. And and maybe that mailman is in the pharmacy and he overhears it. She goes, she'll never guess what happened to me. And mailman perks his ear up and he goes, oh. And they'll say, well, so-and-so down the street gave it to me real good. And I said, what's the secret? And they said, Blue Chew. Mailman goes, I've been delivering to him. I didn't know what was in that package, but now I know that his package delivers a lot better than I deliver. That mailman's going to say, he's going to hit you up. He's going to say, I need that special delivery. I'm about to handle that with care. Mind dropping that off by the back door? And listen, depending on your situation, depending on your situation, you know, maybe you're in a relationship. Maybe you're not in a relationship. But here's the thing you got to do. You got to be careful because the mailman, he might be fragile. <laughs> might be fragile. You get your first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. And let me tell you, You'll be dropping stuff off in all kinds of slots. Thanks to Blue Chew and the code Fightful. <laughs> Have great sex with your mailman <laughs> by using Blue Chew <laughs> and the code Fightful. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done a live read for them. They're on a lot of uh, my tape shows, but you know what? I wanted to give them a big placement read because Blue Chew has been with us for six years. They were our first sponsor. They were the first people that believed in us. So uh, show them some love. And let me tell you, they'll show you some love, my friend. Chaos Control says, best Blue Chew ad ever. Listen, I got to keep Will entertained. He's getting paid way extra for tonight. But uh, Destiny FOMO, my favorite person to Zoom with. So shout outs to Will for trying to hold a straight face. <laughs> uh, Caden C says back in my hotel, still really angry. The Cease twins had to calm me down. So shout them out. At least this weekend was fun. Love both of you. Caden, it was great to see you this weekend. I really appreciate it. It was always awesome to, to run into you. I saw him ahead of the, the Dax show and at ROH. Probably some other places too. I run into him everywhere. I didn't Andrew. get a chance to see Caden, and I felt bad about that because I know Caden was uh, did hit me up multiple times, and it was just like I was so everywhere. And even when we were in the same place, I had to make my way to the media scrum afterward. It was just not going to happen. Yeah. Amish Electrician says Blue needs to give Sean a raise. Listen, buddy, they've been giving a lot of dudes raises for a long time. That's why you need to use BlueChew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. We got Ryan Lambert saying, looking forward to negative one beating Roman for the title. That's 
<laughs> you know what? We're on path for that. What is he, uh, 11? Uh, we can make that happen. Yeah. It is 2.30 a.m. Eastern. And we're, we're getting through it. We still got four pages. JP says, MJF beats Roman in 2024. <laughs> Lorenzo says, do you think they still have Cody win at MSG? Hated the ending. If he lost clean, I wouldn't be as mad. I Yeah, I would have actually liked him losing clean a lot more, Will. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's all I've been saying here is that a clean win would have been fine. It would have been shocking, but I'd be on here going, wow, that was not what I expected, but dang, that was a cool ending. But not what Adam Russo. Adam Russo says, I always wanted Xavier to be the guy to beat Roman. Uh, Big E was mentioned earlier, too. I don't know if they would be the best choices, but I certainly do think that within the scope of WWE in history, there are possible paths to that. And that they are beloved enough talents to where it it could be there could be a path to that, especially considering Xavier hasn't won the title before. But some they would need to catch fire for that, or Biggie would just need to come back in general. And I'm not convinced he will. I just hope he will. Cameron says, "I'm so sad now." Gunther, Rock, Braun, Jay, who? Not Jay White. It's spelled J A Y. But no, not him. Not Braun. Gunther would have to catch fire. Rock, absolutely not. Yeah, and Mark, who actually passed away a few years ago. Um, as you know, that was Jim the Anvil Nightheart. <laughs> Try to do that with a straight face. Aaron Ruiz says, it's time, boys. John Cena, 17-time world champion. One last Cena run and retirement match on Domania 40. That is something they would do, have him sleepwalk through a match, lose to Austin Theory, and give him a title shot, and beat Roman Reigns. Certainly will. Thank you, Adrian Wells and Jason. Greatly appreciate you. Andrew A says, my uncle and I bolted out when Roman won. Best match of the night was the Gunther match, but oh God, what the f- was that main event? I liked the match. It was very exciting. I was very anxious, but yeah. And I had a WWE employee that messaged me on, let me see when it was. He screenshotted it and sent it to me too. That son of a bitch. Um, who you actually saw me, may have seen me talking to at Wally Mania, Will. Um, but yes. I don't think anybody I don't think anybody knows they're an employee but you. Uh March nineteenth said Roman is winning at Mania. Remember this text, and they sent it back to me. Thank you to Destiny FOMO for joining. One of my favorite people on the planet. Calls me every holiday. Really appreciate her. Parker says, if not Cody, then who? I don't get it, WWE. You had an easy slam dunk and they ruined it. Makes me think Cody should have stayed in AEW. Well, WWE should have drank some Sprite because they just clanged that one off the iron and uh, busted the back of their head on the concrete. That was bad. I don't like it. But who will? If you had to pick one name right now, who? I don't have one. That's my exactly. issue. Is that exactly. Exactly. A year exactly. ago, it was Cody Rhodes. And I don't know who it is right now. I don't know if they exist right now. I don't know if they're still being developed. But uh, I felt like it was Cody. And even if you do it a month later and it's or a few months later and it's, you know, a big redemption story for him, I still don't feel like you have you're going to have again what you had here. I just don't. Yeah. Adam Weller says, well, I know tonight's been serious. I was watching over two hours behind. You boys are still here. Yep. So Brendo says, bum by this ending. How do you save this? Kelly says, where does Cody go from here? Um, 
I, I'm going to try to group some of these. Jamal says, I, dear God. I, think it seems, I could tell you where Cody goes from here. It seems like they're not done with the solo story. Um, that seems like one that they want to keep going with. And uh, the whole you're not ready stuff. It feels like that they're going to keep this going and half and feuding with him. But after that, I mean, I don't know if he disconnects from the bloodline from here. I think this is probably Cody's story for a little bit. Oh, man. Good God almighty. Tamel says, I think Jay would be a good choice. Jay White, he gives Solo. Oh, he says J-E-Y. Because he gives Solo and Jimmy the chance, a choice to choose between their brother uh, and Roman like Jay has. I think the ship sailed on that. But the fact that there's enough people saying that means it's probably something they should explore down the line. If there's this many people that are, are... Streaming that out, well, then, you know, maybe it's not the kids that are wrong here. Blake Meek says, MSG show after SmackDown, uh, SmackDown after Money in the Bank, he calls Reigns out. If he challenges straight up for the title, maybe that's a thing. Like, I would love Roman to do everything that he can to avoid Cody, maybe, but I, I honestly also. Wouldn't mind it if they pulled a little bit of an AEW swerve and Cody's like, if I can't beat Solo, I will never challenge or I will not have a path to challenge for the title. And then maybe he could win money in the bank and sort of overcome that because that's something they always expected AEW to do. They just didn't. Um, Corbin asks, where does Cody go from here? We said Solo. If he ends up winning it, it won't feel the same as it should tonight. I completely agree, and I do think it's going to get so we're going to get Solo, as Hamp Connell says, when we just pinned him a week ago. Yeah, he just pinned him, but this was Solo getting the ultimate I'm getting my match back situation right here. But uh, it's just not, it's just, it's not as satisfying for me. Sage Justice says, just feels like they've decided to shoot for that $1,000 or 1,000-day rain. I'll see what's down the line. Gaming from Canada says, wonder if we're going to get another Roman at Raw Mania when he, after he beat Taker. There's a chance he ain't even on a damn show. Who knows? If they don't have Roman on the show on Monday, I will be very, very frustrated. Incredibly frustrated. Well, I, I hope he is, but he's not advertised. Yeah. We're down to our last two pages, Super Chats. Big thank you, guys. This has been one of our most successful nights ever. Uh, You still got a little bit of time to get them in, (laughs) but this has been a great night. Thank you all so much, and and, uh, I'll give more thank yous in a moment. Make sure you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Some of our other things we have, Fightful Scraps, which are clips of our shows. We have Fightful Overbooked, a bunch of uh, additional content. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are a little bit of everywhere. Samantha says, what a night. Bestie Omos versus Brock and the women four-way. The mid portion of Mania was good. Uh, Since Bianca retained, she should go on a bragging spree. I agree with that for sure. Hope Finn is okay after being busted open. He says he is. Do you think they run Cody and Roman back at Backlash? I don't think they run Roman and Cody back at Backlash. I don't think they should either, Will. Do you? Um... Again, this is feeling like WrestleMania 2000 if you say that. Uh, I guess Puerto Rico would be a good place to do it, but you had the moment. You had it. It was right there. 
It was right there. Orlando Arrego says, I hope we get Seth versus Roman since he's the only person that technically has a win. That win don't mean shit, guys. It doesn't mean shit. That night was one of the worst nights in, in recent WWE history. It was horribly booked. It's a bad night. Football Talk says, I'm boycotting WWE. I don't care what you say. Vince is back in charge. Well, I hope you don't boycott us at least. Jamal says, Dear God, Denise was right. Should have just put the belts on Sammy if they were just going to do this. Just plain stupid. No. They should have just done this. They should have done this. Uh, Andrew H. says, Roman losing on day 1,000, which is 527, King of the Ring. I don't think he's losing at King of the Ring. I just don't think that's happening. Spencer says, we got to let it pan out. Could have been something bigger. No, we don't. We ain't got to let it play out. This is where I draw the line. I've given them the benefit of the doubt since the beginning of August. I've given them an extra leash on a lot of stuff. You know what they did? They added Sammy a lot more to this story, and it was really, really good. And they blew it, I thought, tonight. I thought they blew it. But maybe I'm wrong. Doubt it, though. JP says, is Jay White 100% to WWE? No, but I think he's going there. That's just me. Same. Dan says, Triple H's justification. It was about finishing the story, and our stories never finish. It was the end of a chapter. What a joke. You have to do better. Yes, I agree. Some stories do need to finish. Or, you know what? If you wanted to start a new chapter, start a new chapter. Because this wasn't a new chapter. This is the continuing chapter of Cody Rhodes. And this chapter, I think, is going to go on way too long. Sheldon says, I'm concerned that Cody goes down hard now, just like Drew did after he lost to Roman at Clash. Where does Cody go from here? I think he's still going to be involved in the bloodline. I think he'll still be uh, sort of related to uh, Kevin and Sammy in some degree. But I don't think we immediately get a, a rematch. Connor, Connor Cunningham says, all I'll say is they better have an amazing plan after this to keep people from a revolt. Oh, yeah. They better have something good up their sleeves. They better. Uh, Black, Black F and X brand says, I think it's time to admit that historically speaking, WWE cannot stick the landing when they have great stories going. I'd give this weekend a solid 9 out of 10, but they couldn't stick the landing in the end. I, I will point to a few things. Kofi Mania was an accident. Um, not as much of an accident as Daniel Bryan winning the title was because they tried everything they could to not make that happen. And then the Becky story that was really great had a botched ending. So, Steve Austin likes to say, WWE's greatest successes are never because of themselves. They are in spite of themselves. Exactly. Need that guy to do a podcast again, for the love of God. Yes. Denied says, last one. This one's for you guys, though. Great coverage. Thank you for letting me blow off steam with a great community. Appreciate the both of you immensely. I needed this. Um, yes. Thank you so much. That mean, That just means a lot. I appreciate it. What's the percentage? Wood says, I think we need to reiterate the fact that with WWE selling to Endeavor, that at least it didn't sell to Saudi. Yes, that is an incredibly positive thing. In our report, uh, we had noted that several talent reached out to me and said, thank God it's not Saudi because that would have cost them some talent. There are some people who would not have worked there. Luis also noticed, notes that this is, aside from the NXT uh, Saudi show. I don't. I don't know what he means by NXT Saudi show. I, I don't remember doing one of those. But it says this is the longest. Do you mean next Saudi show? Oh, nope. But uh, it says this is the longest post show since Revolution 2022. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, I get it. The NXT Saudi show where the rumor had dropped that well, it was yeah, going to be yeah. Saudi Arabia and then it, it okay. ended up taking over the NXT post show. Yes. Okay. That, that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, since Revolution, it was longer for Revolution? There's no way. Not AEW Revolution 2022. There's no way we went three out. Holy shit. We went three hours on that. Oh, it was Kate and Alex. That's why. <laughs> That's why that went live. That was the last AEW pay-per-view that I went to. That makes an awful lot of sense. This is probably the longest show that that I have ever done. Um, let, me, let me see how long All Out went. All Out went 244. Damn, Will. What's that say? What's that, that says, say? That's it. Look, look at how many people are still tuned in right now. I think my this girl, is just... My girl Julie Cutler is chatty. We do these shows and we just talk, talk, talk. Man. Well, we are almost to the end of the road. We legitimately have a few more super chats. Adrian says, I get they want to get Roman to a thousand days, but Cody could win at Money in the Bank, get it at SummerSlam. But I think it'll... Uh, I think all I'll be able to think is it should have been today. They had the golden moment and fumbled it. The only positive I'll say about this is there there are no more Roman Reigns coronations. <laughs> this he's had his coronation. This is he's had his mania moments. They're here. You can't force it anymore. Uh, but it paid off for him. Ace says, "Do you think this unpredictable finish?" Is WWE trying to make betting legal with state regulators? Reigns closed at 450 plus. It will be a nice thing for them to point to and say, look, we're not that predictable, but I don't know. I absolutely don't think betting on wrestling should be allowed. That is just stupid. Um, I mean, you can make it allowed all you want, but the way the odds are going to look is going to be like... Uh, yeah, half the time. So, which it is how it won't it looks be worth outside of the states. Of yeah, it's not going to be worth betting. SF Comic Book says feels like they didn't want an AEW guy beating their champ, and Cody has noted numerous times he's not an AEW guy necessarily. He was a WWE guy. Uh, guys, we have seven more of his story exists in WWE. Than yes, AEW. We have over. Uh, 3,100 people watching. We have 750 likes. Let's get that to 1,000, please. Leave us a thumbs up on if this you're right video. There, just just do, do it. it. Just leave a thumbs up. Help people find it. Um, Jacob says, last one. Don't care who it is as long as Roman loses. Give me Akira Tozawa as champ. I don't give a heck. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> I understand your frustration. Adam Weller says, I've been lapsed on WWE. No fan of Cody, but I was intrigued to see the change. Perhaps getting back into the weekly shows. LOL, never mind. WWR official says, all WWE showed is that finish with WrestleMania uh, means nothing anymore. It's literally just another show. Instead of it being the culmination of the year, it took the momentum out of their sales. I disagree with that, too. Uh, Rumble, Elimination Chamber, they did not get the the special elements of that that wrestlemania did and tony p you say that you sent three humper chats and two haven't been read i need you if if you got those you need to tell him what they are so he can cross-reference them because we are very close to going off the air so tony if they're missed send luis uh drop them in there let him know what they are because uh again if not we'll read them on monday but and i think raw still does a big rating tomorrow by the way yes, i think that I do too. uh 
Um, even if the wind is out of the sails for some fans on uh, the Cody stuff, I think they're going to be the news of the day, likely, with any Endeavor stuff that hits. And I think that's going to drive intrigue toward the show. Again, any super chats that were missed. And again, we will check it. If you lie about it, you get banned. Uh, drop them in here. We are wrapping up. Patrick says, shout out to y'all. Triple threat match was five stars. It was fantastic. Patrick Doyle wraps us up with a very generous one. Says, I've never been so sure that a show would be great. And it was. But that finish, I'm so disappointed. He pulled the watch on Monday crap. Good luck finding another opportunity like that. Roman Reigns would not have been hurt at all by losing this match. Cody Rhodes would have been made by winning this match. And that's where we are. Will I watch Monday? Sure, I will. I cover this stuff. But there's going to be a lot of people who decide not to. I think it'll still do a great rating, like you mentioned. But uh, there's going to be a lot of people that, that maybe aren't as excited about it. But Will... Any final thoughts as we just passed the three-hour mark, the longest review I've ever done, period. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the longest of a single show I've ever done. I mean, look, guys, this show has officially exceeded uh, what the tour of Gilligan's Island was supposed to have originally been before they ended up stranded. Here we are, three hours. WrestleMania. I still believe if you can go back and watch what Sean and I did just 24 hours ago, you can see how high spirits I was in and we were in coming out of that show. And I still believe that WrestleMania night one is a night to remember and one to hold on to. I think its ending is an all-timer. And I think that that show will be remembered very positively. I think there were a lot of positive things on this show that are going to be overshadowed by the mood coming out of it. And I think that that's going to... Uh, I don't think history will even be kind to this show because I think the thing people remember most is how they felt coming out of a show. And that's really a shame to not just what they put on, but everybody who was on it. And that's really unfortunate. They had an opportunity to do something special. They had an opportunity to do something unique. And they chose not to. <sighs> I'm never going to give up on pro wrestling. It's been my life for a really long time. Mm -hmm. but I can definitely understand some of your frustrations out there. Guys, thank you all so much. Uh, I want to thank Luis for all the, the work that he's done, man. Like just, just incredible thank work you, there. Luis. Seriously. Like he, he is kicked ass on this. Uh, he's still going through a couple humper chats. Tony P says, uh, it was in reference to laughing at the finish, like Luke Owen after the fiend Goldberg match. The other was about Cody Maybe winning at MSG too. We read those, Tony. We got those, my friend. Luis did an incredible job. I want to shout out uh, our entire team. Kyler on social media. Uh, the Grapsity guys being live in LA. Uh, we had Caden there as well. We had Denise on site as well. Uh, just, just an incredible job. Also, my friends Church of, Church of Joshi who were doing media for the first time. They did an incredible job. But uh, our team... Joel Pearl helping get those those interviews up and done. Unfortunately, we lost the audio on some of them. That's a bummer. But uh, there's there's just we got a great team at Fightful. We'll work on so a lip read for them. those. 
Yeah, kidding, we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're going to work on something. I'm going to, I'm still getting a transcript out of him for sure. But, uh, thank you to Gisberto for doing what he did. A big thank you to Drew and Zach Schimmel who sent insane super chats and, uh, making this one of the biggest and best shows that we've ever done. Leave a thumbs up on this video. It would mean an awful lot to me. Um, I'm sure that I, I overlooked somebody in thanking, but thank you all. I, I truly love this. I love meeting so many of you. Me and Will got to meet just a ton of people that came up to us and said they love what we do. And uh, to me, a bad day of wrestling beats almost a good day of anything else. And uh, I, I just, I'm very fortunate about that. And Rara Spada says, I just want to say, I'm glad we still have AEW. Well, we can talk about that Wednesday. We're back here for Raw After Mania tomorrow. Until next time. We're out.